Hello, hello. Welcome to the Weekly Patch, the podcast dedicated to making the games industry better one patch at a time. I'm back. It's your host, Jordan, with the J and the Orden. <laughs> Spell Jordan without a J. I just want to talk. Uh, I just want to talk to whoever's name is G-E-O-R-D-O-N. I'm certain there's some... The Joff of the there. Jordan world. And with me is the tyrant of Quirk of Art Crafts, Kaylee. You know, originally I was like, I know what I'm going to say when Jordan calls on me. I'm going to be like, we missed you. Good to be back. Because uh, I want to make sure that someone said that to you. But no, not anymore. You call me mean names. You already started oh, yeah. bullying me. So here's the thing. I take it back. I didn't mean for that to be an insult or bully, so I'm sorry. You thought but tyrant I'll... was not an insult? Walk me through that one. You paused thinking... before saying tyrant. You thought about it and landed on tyrant. There's going to be a theme. But I was just thinking, who runs a country? But they, it, they, have, they have the say. It's not a president because <laughs> no one else is going to run Quirks of Warcraft. It's, it's, it's you. It's you. And only you. So, like, you got to be a tyrant. I don't have to be a tyrant. I'm not a tyrant to tyrant. my employees. My employee of me. I give myself lots of breaks. Do you? Sometimes for weeks. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> With us is also the embodiment of Halloween, Spencer. Hello. Wait, what? Uh... She got embodiment of Halloween? What was her thing supposed to be? I get tyrant. What was you said that it was going to make sense? What's the thing? <laughs> You gotta, you gotta, you'll hear the third thing. No, it I, I don't believe you. Now I don't believe you. <laughs> it made sense. It made sense in my head. Tyrant. What, what was I'm, she? I'm, the ruler. Embodiment. The embodiment. embodiment. I could have been the ruler of Quirk of Art Crafts, by the way. That sounds a little less bad than like Hitler. You're the Mussolini yeah, but, uh, of Quirk uh, of Art Crafts. I don't know why you thought that was a bully thing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe out loud it sounds different than in my head. <laughs> okay, so we got tyrant. We have embodiment. And the gesture of the principality of Xboxia. Gesture. Uh, I still don't get oh, it. Is I this a it. bit that I don't get? It's a bit that I'm getting that, that I get no one else gets. tyrant. Hold on. Jester, titan, embodiment. Well, it's not, it's not a sounding or a word thing. It's I, like these I are just, just titles that can be applied to people that represent a thing. Tyrant? I thought we were just going that with like a medieval not, theme. Right, right. That didn't, I was like, oh, it's going to be like tyrant, dictator, and totalitarian of like Halloween or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like that. Dictator. I was like, okay. No. No, you're a monster. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't say we missed you. I missed you. No. I'm glad that you felt that you missed me before I ruined it. I appreciate that sentiment. Yeah, I take back the sentiment. You don't get to appreciate the sentiment. The sentiment Especially since, like, I wasn't, gosh. like, really gone. I just wasn't host in a while. Oh, yeah, that's right. Like, Zagger was gone. To... So for people who are confused, like, did they have an order? Do they not? We had an order, but then I forgot, and I thought I was supposed to host last week, and then I showed up, and Jordan was like, you did a ton of work for my host week. And, yeah. and then he was like, I, I don't want to do all the work. I, mean, I don't want to do I don't want to take all the work you did. So you can just host this week. We'll switch. But we did switch because I, I truly up. appreciate the work that you do. I fucked up. Um, I was like, shit, I forgot to do all the hosting stuff. And I did it like right before stream in a panic. Oops. For no reason. So the whole crew's back together. It's been it's been a little bit. And uh, yeah. it, oh, wait. it's been a Zyger was the 
one that was gone last week. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I missed you all. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, <no>. Everyone's missing <laughs> Prisma, and I was like, yeah, I miss him too. <laughs> now, if that's not on brand for us, I don't know what it is. <laughs> now, we have a, a jam-packed news week, because if you didn't know, it's the dreaded E3. What's E3? The Electronic Entertainment Expo. <gasps> three E's! It should be called Three E's. Yeah, it's a triple E throwdown. Triple E throwdown would also be a better name. Yeah, it would be. So we're just going to go right in to the Scrum. Private Scrum. We're telling you. Telling you weekly The Scrum. So it's E3 week. There's a ton of news, a ton of people announced things. Am I going to say everything that was announced? No, because fuck that. A lot of it was stupid. A lot of it was dumb. EA decided they were not going to be a part of E3 this year, but they still managed to have an announcement of Battlefield 2042. It's coming out. It's multiplayer only. Sure. Why not? Why not? 2042. It's, it's 20 years in the future. Why? It's in space. We're going to be in space in 20 years. Like You need to put it more in the future if you're going to make it space. Jeff Bezos is going to be the only character. It's 21 in... years in the future. Right? Like, it's 20 years. 21. Well, I mean, by the time it comes out, it'll be basically 22. You know, it's like... I guess. November, I'm assuming. Did it get a release date? I honestly don't know. No one cares. I'm sorry for making us no. think about this game. It's longer. coming out in November. Right? It's, it's coming out November 4th. Now, the second day of E3 had the inaugural? First annual? Sure. Those both uh, work. Yes. Summer Games Fest from Jeff Keighley. Uh, I don't uh, like how that... people say Keighley because a lot of times they'll refer to him just by his last name of Keighley. And by people, I mean Spencer. Spencer talks about Keighley all the time. And every time Spencer puts Keighley, I think her phone's autocorrecting Keighley. And I'm like, I did not do the things you are accusing me of. <laughs> every single time. I pop into chat and she's like, Keighley, da 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 And I'm like, it's not Keighley, it's Kaylee. Oh, shit. No, I guess it is Keighley. <laughs> In Jeff Keighley fashion, Hideo Kojima showed up and did Hideo Kojima things. Whoa, there's a very long Jeff Stranding thing that felt like, whoa, are you going to go back to other things? It's going to be cool. You're going to be Metal Gear. And it's like, we're making more Jeff Stranding stuff important. That's it. For the record, there were a lot of people that didn't think Death Stranding would be out by June of 2021. So I do think Hideo Kojima deserves some credit for not only being done with Death Stranding, a game that went over way better than people thought that it was going to go over from the offset, that came out. In half the time, people thought it was going to come out in the offset. That has that literally proved prophetic within a year of release as, like, hazmat suit delivery men became the only essential workers that capitalism allowed to risk their lives for us. Like, he created a game that predicted the future in a quarter of the time people said that he would. And people are already like, oh my god, more Death Stranding. Which I get. I'm totally there too. Give me something new. I'm a gamer. I'm never satisfied. And I always want something new. But I still think it's impressive that like it's 2021 and we're talking about a game that's getting like added new stuff. Because it's been out for so long. And everyone, when that game was announced, like, okay, see you in 2030. Yeah, I was one of those people. Right? I figured you were. That's why I was like, mm. Jeff Goldblum came out. And Wild. very... Just go bloom the hell out of an announcement 
about uh, Jurassic World Evolution 2, the park management simulator, which is just the funniest thing that a Jeff Goldblum appearance can be used for. Life found a way. Jeff Keighley found a way. Joff Keighley. Uh, Borderlands got a Tiny Tina's Wonderland spinoff game announced at this showcase as well, which is super weird considering both uh, Koch Media and uh, Gearbox had showcases later. I'll get into why that's weird later. It's super weird. Thank you for saying that it's weird, because I was very, very confused when Gearbox had a conference later. A large amount of the very specific part of the games industry collectively shit themselves. When Elden Ring got a release date of January 21st, 2022, and mentioned that it was cross-generation. I showed Zyger this. I showed him the notebook I had written, the seven predictions. I walked into fucking... I had, like, ten predictions, and then I crossed them off because we decided to go... uh, We decided to do seven. So I had ten, and then I crossed off three. And one of the three I crossed off was Elden Ring release date announcement and gameplay trailer was my fucking prediction. That would have been a full point. You know, I totally would love to talk about the predictions that I didn't say that all came Same. true. But you know what? It just happens. We got to take those out. It got announced and I grabbed my notebook and I was like, Zyger! I kept talking about PlayStation. I, th- I thought they were going to come through so in the end. I forgot. I was looking over your predictions and I was like, why are all your predictions PlayStation predictions? <laughs> was there a conference that's like tomorrow? Should we reschedule this recording so that your predictions can like be checked also for the record half the game industry does not believe Elden ring is actually going to come out on january 21st people are already prepared for a delay i would love if it came out in january january is always a time that i would really like a a nice meaty game ever since stardew valley came to consoles in like december like end of december early january like what 2017 2018 2017 uh I think it's 17 because... Right, when it came to PS4. Because I got it for PS4, and I put like 100 hours into it like the first week of the year. I would also like to mention, everybody's freaking out about Elden Ring, but uh, Salt and Sacrifice is the game of that style that you should want to play. Correct. Oh, right, I forgot about that one. Yeah. Now we come into last Saturday, which was the indie Ubisoft day. Um, (laughs) I like that. Gorilla Collective showcase... Uh, talked about a ton of games that I really can't get into, so I'm going to talk about two from people that I really like, uh, El Palsil Elsewhere and Onsenmancer. And I bring them up because these are games made by two friends who are also black game devs that have been friends and sometimes mentors to me. So I bring those two games up. The Wholesome Direct also occurred, which is also 70-plus games, and the game that I'm going to talk about from that is Hot Pot for Two, which is a cute game about two people eating hot pot together. That's a good name for a game. Oh, I'm already like, oh, I want I want to know more about this game. It sounds so lovely. I played this game for the first time in 2019, I believe. 2020. Uh, as it was a thesis game for NYU, my alma mater. And two of my former classmates made it. Aww. Ubisoft came and did Ubisoft things. Rainbow Six Extraction is going to come out September 16th. Uh, it's going to be a three-player co-op title, which I always think is weird when it's three players. Wait, it's three players? It is a three-player co-op title. Why three? Why three? Why, Why three? 
What? Like, do two per like if it's two person, it should always have couch co op as an option. That's my personal opinion. If you have two player co op, you should always have the option for couch co op. Anything above that, it's always a nice feature. But I understand why co op isn't or couch co op isn't as big anymore. But two players should be designed with couch co op in mind, in my opinion. Anything more than that should be designed with online in mind. But I usually think like four, five, six, not three. What? Ubisoft also unveiled the Mario and Rabbit sequel, Sparks of Hope, which is a thing that actually caught me by surprise. I think that's Zyger's um, game of the show. That was the thing yeah. I saw him the most excited for and the only thing he talked about. It was the biggest surprise. And they had, they had a Rabbit Rosalina. Rabbit Rosalina. And she's the she's internet so- Rosalina. Yeah. It's the best and- thing. The one thing about this, I do want to talk about the trailer. They 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 had one rabbit at the end that's like this cool rabbit that, that like shoots guns and it's wears a biker outfit that's like cool and sexy. And I use the word sexy really really I really use the word sexy here because they want they, all the characters, all the rabbits like, ooh, I wanna fuck that rabbit. And they like wanted to show us that in the, in the trailer. It was it was super uncomfortable for me. This is the part where you say it was uncomfortable for you too, Zyger. <laughs> I was too distracted by Rabbit Rosalina. Let's be real. Like I said, the rabbits are made to get you horny. I get yeah. very uncomfortable whenever Zyger talks about Rosalina instantly. I'm always like, you want to fuck Rosalina, and it's weird. She's He's never even said stars. anything kind of untoward about Rosalina. He could think of Rosalina as a mom, for all I know. But the like, way he talks about how much he loves Rosalina, it feels sexual. <laughs> It's not. She's just the best princess. Like Peach and Daisy suck. Tell me that didn't sound <gasps> sexual. Tell me that didn't sound sexual when he said she's the best princess. It's just also it's Daisy's weird. amazing. You, and Daisy's you know. amazing. Thank you. We do not talk about Daisy like that in this house. Fucking, Hi, I'm Daisy. She's co- like we have Spencer actively cosplaying Daisy right now, with like the <laughs> flipped hair and the ha- like. The hat is the right color. I'm not saying that Daisy wears hats, but like if she did wear a hat, she would be wearing she, one that color. She definitely wears hats, right? She wears crowns. It's a hat. America Possibly the one of the most niche games to show up at this conference, but actually my top five game in the show, Rocksmith Returns as Rocksmith Plus. I'm so excited Rocksmith's coming back. I love Rocksmith. I'm very bad at guitar, and uh, my partner plays a lot of Rocksmith, but I like watching it. It's fun. It's really good at what it does for like teaching people how to like be better at guitar. And... It, that's one of the things that I'm okay with evolving into a subscription service, which is what Rocksmith Plus will be, because I think that's the better form of that game, where you don't need to buy an expensive peripheral. You don't do. You just you have your own guitar. It listens to you. That seemed cool. The PC closed beta is open right now. And in the weirdest move that was supposed to be a mic drop, but I don't know who was asking for this, Ubisoft announced Avatar: Frontiers of Pandora. As their last final game. Fucking why? Powered by the Snowdrop engine. What is with everybody trying to make fucking Avatar? There's a whole goddamn Avatar land. I still don't get how Avatar land is real. Who wanted it? Who built it? Who's keeping it funded? I don't fucking get Avatar land. I saw somebody in the comments to this news on Twitter. Somebody, um, Patricia Hernandez. (laughs) Tweeted in response to this uh, to this news, name the name of a character from Avatar. And then a uh, tweet under that was like, the character Sigourney Weaver plays doesn't count. You have to know the character's name. 
And one, I, I scrolled and scrolled and scrolled and scrolled through people being like guessing and then checking and being like, damn it. Everybody thought that the main character's name was Sam. And it's like, no, he's played by Sam Worthington. That's not his name. It was two first names as a, as a full name. It's Jake Sully. But I, I saw Avatar in probably the most like optimal way you could watch Avatar. Uh, they, James Cameron came to the Hollywood Arclight Theater and like did the Cinerama Dome that he adjusted the 3D projectors. It was how he wanted it exactly. I still could not stay awake during that movie. Thank you. So, so I scrolled and scrolled and scrolled through this fucking Twitter thread waiting for somebody to name one character. And finally, I got to the tweet I was looking for. It was after lots of flicking. And it was just like a list of like six names, including two Avatar ones with all the commas and apostrophes in the right places. And then and it was those names. And then the plot is, in, is tissue paper thin, but it's still my favorite movie. I respect that. You can watch another movie, bro. I don't respect that. Don't watch respect any that. other that's not your favorite movie. That's not if you admit that the plot is garbage, why is that's not a movie? A movie isn't a thing that looks pretty while you watch it. That's not a fucking movie. Are you kidding that's me? That's how I feel about that's Space Jam. That's your favorite that's like movie. movie for me. Yeah, but Space Jam has laughs. Space Jam has things happening. Avatar, I worked at the movie. See. I was going to fight you, but I think, Spencer, we have different versions of the most optimal setting for Avatar because you saw it as James Cameron intended it. I was 17 years old and working at AMC theaters with an IMAX projector, an IMAX 3D projector when that movie came out, which means I got to see Avatar three times for free in IMAX 3D. And you might ask, Kaylee, why did you watch it three times if you don't particularly care for it? Because I fell asleep three times. I gave up after the third time. I would, and the bitches, I would fall asleep for over an hour each time and not miss a beat. I was like, oh, how long was I asleep? Two minutes? Nothing's, I haven't missed anything. So it couldn't have been that, oh, nope, movie's over. What? Oh, okay. What the fuck is this movie? It's the only thing that's ever helped me sleep. I fell asleep in a public movie theater three times. Not a nice, like, this is before movie theaters had, like, basically beds and blankets. This was an AMC, and I knew exactly how many people fucked on those seats, you know? Like, slept like a baby. No, who is this for? The you idea of I've... pushing it as, like, a, like, the, because this is what confuses me, is James Cameron's like, oh, we're making 12 more movies. We haven't started any of them, but they're all going to come out, like, one after the other, and you guys are going to love it. Totally avatar fans that have been waiting a decade for any sort of sequel it's been a decade dude like stop one two how is there a theme park who how did a theme park get built three who was in the conference room like let's make an avatar fucking video game let's go to this french development studio and be like hey or did ubisoft go to them hey guys we have this video game and the only way we can make it is if we can you know pay the money for that avatar ip because the story won't work any other way or even more crazily because the amount that we pay to license the ip we'll get more of that back in those sweet sweet avatar fan dollars who wouldn't buy the game for any other reason like what avatar fan loves avatar for any reason other than they like pretty looking sci-fi shit Make a pretty-looking rainforest sci-fi game, and they'll buy it, and then you don't have to pay for the IP. Like, what? Now, if you sometimes uh, the IP comes to the studio, so they don't necessarily have to pay. But this is also pr- likely 
gonna be really good for people who want to fuck dragons because that's like a big part of avatar and i feel like there's gonna be a mechanic in the game where you fuck the dragon this is a furry game is what you're saying yeah yes a weird thing about this game is that this game was announced in 2017 and at that point they had that massive had just released a division and then they did the division two and now they're doing the free-to-play division. It's like, oh, I thought this game was quietly canceled at the beginning of this year when they announced that they were working on that Star Wars game. Because you know how Ubisoft got the one Star Wars game? Oh, yeah. Uh, Massive is the one doing that Star Wars game. So I thought Avatar was quietly canceled and all the assets from Avatar would be used to make a cool, like, fancy alien world for Star Wars. Nope. Yeah. Star Wars is still happening. And now we have Avatar also. Bizarre. Avatar fans, I just want you to know that I think less of you as people. <laughs> like, your opinion matters to me less in all things because of how bad a job you did it at watching Avatar. <laughs> if you walked away from Avatar, like, this is not only a good movie, but a movie I will carry a torch for for a decade, and you were over 14 years old when you watched it, you have to tell people before you give them your opinion on absolutely anything. Who wants to bet that this game will come with a 4K version of the original movie? <laughs> that's almost, I'm, I'm, I'm almost guaranteeing. Or a ticket to see it. Remember when the Avatar DVD came with a ticket to see the movie in theaters? No. I don't remember anything about Avatar, Zyger. No. Judge! They're going to do some stupid shit with this. You have more real estate in your head dedicated to Avatar than me, because no, I don't know anything about the DVD release of Avatar, Zyger. Gearbox good. had their uh, showcase that day as well, where they showed Tiny Tina's Wonderland again, and a Viking survival game, Tribes of Midgar, out next month, because we need more Viking games. And they bought, they're also porting uh, Godfall to um, PS4. Now, that doesn't matter to me. What matters to me, they show the Borderlands movie. What matters to me about the Gearbox thing is that Gearbox has a little showcase, Koch Media has a showcase, both of the games from both of them show up in other things. Koch Media and Gearbox are both owned by Embracer Group. So they're like splitting a thing. They could just be at Embracer Group showcase, which would have made the lackluster showcase of both of those other things a lot better if they had the top things in both of them. That's a really good point. I would like to bring up really quickly because they talked about the Borderlands movie. Randy Pitchford, we all know he's an asshole. Eli Roth is also Such an, asshole. an asshole and a sexual predator, and we don't talk about it. So he's making this movie. It should be known. Yeah, I Get mean, it out there. sexual predator. <laughs> the thing about people that work with sexual predators is that when you start at a place with, at best, they're okay working with sexual predators, more often than not, it's not a best-case scenario. Like, a lot of people have to fuck that up. They're like, oh, the, no, he'll, they're working with Randy Pitchford, but that doesn't mean anything. Oh, it turns out they were garbage people. That's why they were cool working with that garbage person. Oh. And now we come to Sunday, which is the Xbox Bethesda Square next day, which people have a lot of opinions on. Starting with Xbox, they announced a ton of things are coming to Game Pass. A lot of a lot more Bethesda games are coming to being Game Pass as well as other. Fallout Tactics games. was included in the Bethesda games coming to Game Pass, and I was very excited about that because I am always excited at any evidence that they're not going to pretend that Fallout Tactics doesn't exist. So shout out to that's that's very notable. That the more canon Fallout Tactics is, the more interesting things get to me, in my opinion. It's an interesting game. You can play it. It's like you know, it's like what XCOM but Fallout. Yeah. They announced Starfield will launch November 11th, 2022. 
<laughs> which is weird for me to put out a very specific date for next year. That's the end of next year, which means it's going to come a little later, I think. That's just my feeling. Uh, Disney needs to show up everywhere. So Pirates of the Caribbean has a Sea of Thieves uh, crossover. That trailer was actually really fun. Like, I didn't. It was very I fun. haven't seen a lot of Sea of Thieves, but that trailer made me. Like, I had a, a poster of Johnny Depp in my closet as a preteen and teenager. Uh, I watched the first Pirates of the Caribbean movie a million times. I watched the second movie once, and I didn't see any of the other ones. So in my head, Pirates of the Caribbean is just the first movie, and you can't take that from me. Um, That's fair. So I He's good in all of them. I Yeah, he's good in all of them, but the, everything around it, I just can't. Not I don't. Kira Knightley. She's not good in that last one. I don't see the last one. Yeah, Kira Knightley just spends all of her time acting with her chin, and I just can't spend a whole movie with like the crimson chin pouting at me. And I just, <laughs> I hate watching movies with Kira Knightley in them. I'm sorry to whoever is into chin acting. Jay Leno has a lot of fans. That's fine, but I, I just, I couldn't stand any more of her. It was just more. I was hoping that the next movie would be like, okay, now Willen, you, what's your name? Elizabeth? Elizabeth Swan. Elizabeth. I was like, she's Amelia. I was like, she has one of those old timey names. Elizabeth Swan. Okay, cool. The uh, happily ever after, and they go away. And I thought the next movie would be like Jack Sparrow getting into new adventures with new people. And then I got and because like it just my problem with the Pirates of the movies is they always felt like they were trying to be an ensemble movie, but then also they were trying to move be a movie where like each one, each one was felt like they were supposed to be the protagonist at different times in a way that didn't feel intentional like i just kind of wanted them to pick one and focus on them yeah the development of that movie series has is real weird yeah i like i'm a big fan of the first three like that original trilogy of them i think they wrap up everything in that last third movie where you're like okay well this is it i don't need any more are there four or five there's five five. okay uh but i am a huge disneyland fan and i like pirates of the caribbean it's is awesome at disneyland lines. that's one of the only things yeah. i remember about disneyland was going to see pirates of the caribbean it was before the movie came out so i remember seeing like the movie being like oh they pulled like they took that ride and they really like made a movie out of it like that's so much better than the ride um i've seen four pirates of the caribbean movies i only remember the parts that are in kingdom hearts 2 Fair. and and the collecting of crabs in kingdom hearts 3 yeah uh, there we go <laughs> Arcane Studios has announced Redfall, which is supposed to be their one of their big uh, AAA games coming out next year. Summer 2022 is going to be Xbox console exclusive. Forza Horizon 5 is coming out November 9th. Flight Simulator is coming to Xbox Series S and X on July 27th. And can your Xbox Series S or X have the amount of space needed for Flight Simulator? We'll find out. Oh, God, really? Uh, it, it's going to be concerning, especially yeah. for the S. And it's getting the Top Gun expansion, right? Where you pretend to be a Scientologist? Pew pew. Yeah, danger zone. I don't know if that's the same day. I think the Top Gun thing might be a little bit later in the year, but yes. Highway to the Xenu race. Pew 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 pew. Obsidian reveals Outer Worlds 2. Which I didn't expect at all. Yeah, I'm very excited about that. That was cool. I don't know how they did it. Because Obsidian is doing Avowed. They just finished up Outer Worlds and they're doing Grounded. I don't know how they found the time to do Outer Worlds too. It's just bizarre. Diablo 2 Resurrected comes to life September 23rd. Um, people like Diablo a lot. and It's coming to life. I'm it's so also coming excited. to PC, PS4, and PS5, and Switch, but it was appearing at the Xbox Showcase. 
voice is gonna be so uh, good. Avalanche Studios uh, announced the new IP Contraband that's built on a co-op experience and built on the Just Cause tech. That's what I was gonna say. It's just like the Xbox exclusive co-op Just Cause. That's what it looks yes. like. Uh, a big uh, theme in all the games that I'm talking about, or most of the games I'm talking about, is that we got uh, CG trailers and not gameplay for almost all of them. I hate that. One thing we did see a little bit of gameplay of, but mostly CG trailers of Halo Infinite. We got we saw the we saw the free to play multiplayer mode for the first time. Still supposed to come this year. The game looks a lot better than it did during the last showcase last year. And the story thing is its own separate thing. I'm not going to touch that yet. But the multiplayer looks so good. I'm so excited for this game. It's probably more important than the uh, than the story, to be fair. Yeah. yeah that, Isn't the, the story, multiplayer going to be free to play? Or is it a different yes. game announced? Okay. Yeah, multiplayer is free to play. Story you have to buy. Or Game Pass. That's weird. I don't know. A Blake's Tale is getting a sequel, and for those who aren't familiar with the Blake's Tale, that game won a ton of awards in lots of places. Yeah, I'm really happy for them. Yeah, it's been so, on my docket to play for a long time. It was the first game I downloaded on Game Pass that I never played. Yeah, a Blake's Tale did super well. Asobo is the studio that did it. They're doing the sequel, obviously. They are also the ones who did Microsoft Flight Simulator. I think Xbox is going to acquire a Sobo studio within the next year or two because they're just cranking out huge games for Xbox and Microsoft. Uh, they already confirmed that they're not done buying studios in an interview before E3, that they want yes, games right. to come out once a quarter, and that means that they're going to have to buy more studios to do it. A Sobo is going to get bought. I'm, just, I'm calling it now. And that leads us to Square Enix. Now, I was pleasantly surprised by the Square Enix conference because it was uh, billed as presented by uh, Eidos Montreal, which made me assume that we would not hear a single thing from a Japanese developer. And that wasn't the case. And that was the thing that pleasantly surprised me. We open, however, with Eidos Montreal's Guardians of the Galaxy for a very, very, very long trailer. Just like a very long trailer that, like, frankly, I thought it looked cool. But it was very long. Yeah, Square Enix, I had a real problem with, like, I started to watch it, and then it was just the agonizing amount of, like, drawing everything out. And I had had that problem really bad with Ubisoft the day before, where it just, I remember just yelling to TV, like, okay, we get it. Like, I get how many people played Assassin's Creed. I don't give a fuck about how many people played your game that's already out. Tell me what's new about the game or what the next Assassin's Creed is going to be. Stop spending 15 minutes giving me stats about how popular your fucking game is. Like, it's going crazy yeah, they an watching the Ubisoft one. Yeah, for it, Guardians. It was, it was too much. I was just like, I get it. Like, I, I don't need to see that much of, of a game. I think it's a course correct. Because I went back and looked, and when they launched... uh avengers we got that like day one avengers thing and everyone was like oh boy those characters are not what we expected those characters to look like and we didn't get any gameplay when they first launched avengers it was just like here it is and then everyone was like well what is this game and they're like we're gonna show you gameplay later and so i think they were like oh we can't do that again because everybody was mad then <laughs> so we're gonna show you as much of it as pos- we possibly there can right the now. whole game we're gonna play it all in front of you get comfy they, it's 30 and they a half showed a lot hours. of star lord 
And Star-Lord does look right, because in my, if I were to explain what Star-Lord looked like to a person, I would say, like, kind of a blonde-haired white guy that I warned my friends about. I and that's say a exactly blonde what Richard like. Spencer? He's got that full mid-2000s Nazi cut. Like, every guy had that haircut in, like, 2012 through 2016. And then in 2016, the alt-right was like, that haircut's for Nazis now. And now it's 2021, and that haircut is firmly for Nazis. And there are a couple of guys that have not let it go that that haircut is for Nazis now. And this is me telling those guys, you need to let it go. That's for Nazis now. But right after Guardians of the Galaxy came Stranger of Paradise, Final Fantasy Origin. And I was like, a Final Fantasy spinoff game? Those are the best ones. Which is a new title being worked on by Team Ninja and Koei Tecmo, which is supposed to tie in with the original Final Fantasy game. It's going to be coming out on PC and current and previous gen consoles with a demo set to arrive soon on PlayStation 5. I'm excited for that. I don't know what it's going to be, but the, the, the hacky slashy Final Fantasy games are the ones I like the most. It's going to be chaos. That's what it's going to be. Ha! Great. The demo is out now and people have a hard time playing it because it keeps breaking their systems. So uh, if you want that demo, be warned. You might have to factory reset your PS5. I'll just say, don't play the demo. <laughs> Look for a YouTube of someone that actually managed to do it. They gave us more updates on Life is Strange, but who cares about that? Platinum Games announced Babylon's Fall, which is a fantasy action adventure from uh, Platinum Games with up to four people being able to play through dungeons. It looks not like anything I've ever seen Platinum Games do before in that it looks very, very Western in its theming. But I kind of play everything that Platinum Games touches, so I'm mildly excited for that. And finally, Square Enix doubled down on Marvel's Avengers. They give I details... know your wording there. Yes, yeah, I did it on purpose. <laughs> you're, you're a smart cookie. And showed off their expansions. Also, they announced that the first six Final Fantasy games are coming to mobile and Steam. And that's pretty cool because... Those are, frankly, the best ports of those games. The, those are the best ways to play those games. They I'm have accessibility so baffled. Options. So everyone was furious that it wasn't coming to Switch. Like, everyone was like, mobile in Steam, how fucking dare you? I don't get that. Like, yeah, it would be cool if it was also on Switch. It'd be cool if it was on fucking everything. Yeah. But it's not just mobile, first off. It's mobile and Steam. So it's like, oh, if you don't have a really expensive computer, you can play it on just your fucking phone. If you're too good for mobile games, you can play it on your PC Master Race. Like, it, 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 it's the two extremes. It's the two yes. extremes of accessibility in terms of platforms. It costs money to develop. Like, people act like, I can't believe they're not paying the money and going through all the hoopla. I mean... Jordan, I know I'm preaching to the choir on like, you know, you try to get your game on Switch and getting your game on Switch and on Steam and on PlayStation and on Xbox. Like, it's a lot of work. It, one of the reasons that the Mighty Number no. 9 launch was so fucked is they were like, oh, our stretch goals are going to be like different SKUs. And they learned the hard way that each additional console that you port the game to changes the way that you can develop the game because it has to be developed with the lowest common denominator port in mind. You know, it changes how much time you have to develop everything because you have to have people working on the exact same shit in 16 directions. If you have six, like, I don't get why people are just assume thing. It should be out on a billion things. It's out on more than one. It's out on the two most accessible, like most disparate types of experiences. I just, I do not get the hate. 
Um, and you don't and, need a super expensive PC to play these games. They run on almost any PC. Or again, yeah, your phone. Those mobile ports and the Steam, they, they end up on Switch eventually anyway. Right, and that's another they thing. Is like, it's probably coming to Switch, so you guys just look like babies throwing a fucking tantrum. They announced six Final Fantasy games are getting ported with new sprite graphics, which I'm a person that loves the new updated graphics on the mobile games, and I know that's an opinion shared by no one, but I think that the sprite art is stupid and ugly, and I hate looking at it, and it's disgusting to me. And the cute chibi art where people look like people and you draw them like they're drawn and you can tell what everything's supposed to be. And it's not just like little blocky bullshit. You have to guess like a fucking Rorschach test in your video game. And no one likes those. So they listen and they give you your fuck. Yeah. I am so tired of like every time I bought fun. I hadn't played Final Fantasy six. So I was like, what version should I get? And everyone was like, oh, whatever you do, don't get the mobile version because it's ugly. It has this horrible art. So I bought the Vita version of Final Fantasy VI. <laughs> and that's right work. I literally got to a point when I was playing it and I couldn't figure out where, like, you could walk or not. It turned out you could go, like, under a bridge that I thought was supposed to indicate the border of the town because that's how other areas of the map worked. But it was like, no, you're supposed to know that you can go under this bridge and, like, right under this bridge is a doorway into a cave that you didn't know existed. And it took me, like, 15 hours of exploring the same fucking town. And then I'm like, am I supposed to leave the town? So I go to the main map and I'm going all over God's green earth because I can't understand this horrible sprite art. I hate old shit. In other weird news... Hitman Snipers, previously named Hitman Sniper Assassin, is due by the end of the year. And I didn't realize that Square Enix could still release Hitman games. Just didn't know yeah. that because they don't like own that, that IP anymore. They no gave out the IP. So that means that it was probably still in development before that. And they probably had to finish it. But that, that was such a long time ago. But COVID fucked everything up, including E3. I'm not blaming, like... Yeah, I refuse to blame the uh, plague for how bad this. This was not even like a plague could not create. If a conference was gonna be good and then a plague happened, it would not be this bad. You know what I mean? Like, even if you even if you add like points, okay, well, you know, plus ten points for plague problems. It's like, yeah, you're still getting a sixty percent. That's a D, my friend. Now, on Monday, Capcom proved that it didn't need to be there, but decided to be there anyway, when they wasted our time. Are you trying to talk about Take uh, Two? Capcom. <laughs> <laughs> what they did show, however, was interesting. They gave us uh, information about Monster Hunter Stories 2, Winds of Ruin, <laughs> coming to Switch on June 25th and Steam July 9th, uh, where you will have monsties. That's what they call their little monsters. Monsties. I didn't know that this. So again, I watched this with Spencer on Spencer's stream. Where are we in the talk? What is happening? Monday, Here's all the Square Enix stuff. Sunday, did we? Sorry. Oh, we didn't talk about any of this. Okay. Yeah, I skipped a lot. Okay. 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 Cool. I skipped the PC show showcase. I was starting from the bottom and going up, and so I was like, wait. Mm-hmm. And am I really supposed to scroll past all this? Okay, that's why I was getting confused. I was like, wait, I'm scrolling past a lot. Did I miss something? Okay, no, now I see it. Now I see it. Yes. I didn't... Okay. I watched this Capcom... 
Now I'm wondering. No, I must have. I watched this in Spencer's stream. I don't know why I'm doubting my I'm like Spencer was there, right? You were Is there. That a dream? <laughs> I was there with Spencer's stream and I was like, oh, Monster Hunter. I aggressively don't care because Monster Hunter plays like shit. I've tried really hard to get into it, harder than I have tried with most games, and it's just bad. And I didn't know Monster Hunter stories existed as a spin-off anime ass super cool looking because like, there's a lot of parts of monster hunter i like in terms of like lore and like those little kitty cats and like tons of stuff that i like but actually playing it is an exercise in frustration that gets my blood pressure too high and all the loading screens and all the bullshit trying to play multi this is delightful this looks fun this looks charming where has this been all my life I uh, this yes. is a great ex- this is a great example <laughs> of why e3 is super important despite all my criticism and how yeah. much I dislike it. And what and what Kaylee was saying last week and like it needs to be shown in a in a way that's like easy for me to see because Spencer's been talking about Monster Hunter stories for a while. I always thought that <laughs> she was for not... a long time. <laughs> all I know is that the Monster Hunter games are Monster Hunter and then a word. So I just thought Monster Hunter Stories was like a Game Boy Advance Monster Hunter game. You know, like I didn't know it was a spin-off. So like I realized the gameplay was different. I just thought it was a di- like an older Monster Hunter game. Or like the mobile ver- like do you understand what I'm saying? Like I, I thought it was the same gameplay, same all that. Cause like I yeah. somebody showed me like the PSP version of uh Monster Hunter. And it was the exact same. They were like, Oh, if you think Monster Hunter World is bad, wait until you see what it used to be like. And they pulled out their Vita. And whatever game that they had, it might have been a ROM of a 3DS. I don't know what the fuck Monster Hunter games, what console they released on, but it was an old portable Monster Hunter game. And they're like, I love this game. It's like my favorite game ever, but like, look at the obnoxious loading screens and all the terrible things wrong with it. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, it seems like hell. No, thank you. Yeah, I think the first stories is a 3DS exclusive, but it also has an anime. So if you just want to get <gasps> the story, you can watch the anime. Oh, that's and it's awesome. Good. Yeah, I've watched the first couple episodes of the anime. It's like, oh, this is surprisingly decent. Capcom also wastes our time uh, spending what was close to five minutes on something that could have just been a tweet to tell us that uh, due to the positive reception of Resident Evil, the game is going to get DLC. They're, they're developing DLC. We know nothing about it other than where they're Did developing Did they DLC. really not plan for DLC? Did they really think this game wasn't going to do that well? I well, don't the last understand. one, the last one did not as well as they wanted to. The, the last one did, yeah, seven did underperform at first. At first, maybe. I mean, it was the most critically well received thing they've done in a while. Every time they yeah. tweet about this monster titty lady, it's been explosions on the internet. Like, now this one did really well. Eight did very well. Seven didn't do really as well as they wanted to. What did it seven I, do uh, versus what they want? I always thought seven was yeah. a rip roaring. I it was a critical million. success, but at the at around launch that first year, I think it was a little bit over a million copies sold. Wow, is... I really thought Resident Evil 7 was what saved Resident Evil. Oh, here it is. Again, critics were like, oh it's yeah. It's not this that game... bad? Oh, Jesus. Okay, so by April 2017, Resident Evil 7 sold 3.5 million copies, but Capcom expected 4 million. Yeah. So they were just under. They were, just But just also, under. they really thought Resident Evil 7 was going to sell 4 million copies? I mean, After six, six, six did well enough. To, like financially, it just was garbage. Uh, and finally, oh, Resident Evil Six is their fourth best-selling game of all time because it sold seven point seven million lifetime sales. Yeah. Oh, uh, but here's the regrets. article from when it first came out because it disappointed Capcom when it only sold four point nine million. 
<laughs> it was literally registered as a it's the fourth best selling this is so games industry so the fourth best selling capcom game ever was a disappointment when it came out because you know they did they expected more why would you expect more? It did better than you had any reason to ever expect it to do so. And it's like, yeah. he just plays Wesker's son. He, he needs to do son things. Leon's back, <laughs> I think. It's crazy to me. They also showed the new Ace Attorney series, Great Great Ace Attorney Chronicles, and showed about 10 minutes of gameplay. And... It was too long. I started getting really distracted and tuning out, and I started surprisingly into it. I was like, I've never played Mace Attorney. Maybe I'll get into this. But it just kind of kept going too long. You don't need gameplay for visual novels shown at E3. No, you do not. No. You just don't. No. I am excited to play that, though. Right? Like, that's the thing. I don't need to see it. Yeah. I'm going to buy it, so just go on to the next thing. And the reason is that they didn't have a next thing. What they did show was just readily available information about the Capcom Pro Tour. Nothing new. Just stuff that's been announced since last year. Was it the stuff that we went over last year? It was new to me. (laughs) Uh, No, it's stuff that's been just... The Capcom Pro Tour announced earlier this year, back in January, like how it was going to work, or February, rather. And this was that information. Just repackages into an E3 audience. Uh, And people were expecting actual like announcements for their fighting games because the show said and more news from our capcom fighters crew at the at the very end which sounds like a we're gonna drop a thing bomb at the end oh yeah and they didn't shout outs to the community members that got showcased because i like seeing people from small communities get jobs and on tuesday nintendo soars over the very very low bar set by the rest of the conference nintendo pisses me off by announcing Mario Party Superstars for October 29th, 2021. That means we can play it for your birthday. Sure. We will. You're so mad that you're not that mad anymore? Like, I saw you be like, damn it, I was ready to be so angry, but now it's my birthday party game. Yeah, you just saw the lights. We're going to be drunk off, like, karaoke and come back at, like, 2 a.m. and be like, you want to play Super Mario Party Superstars? And be like, fuck yeah, I do. I'm mad because their last direct is when they announced that uh, the most recent Mario Party gets online play. So right. a bunch of people bought that game because, well, it finally has online play. And then they announced this new game that has significantly sense. larger amounts of games that are played available to play for co-op online. That's Mario Party, and though. Like With with new, op- new like options that aren't available, like you can start a game in online, stop it, and then start up again later. Yeah, that's which Oh, that's cool. That's great. Why is it in your most your mainline Mario Party game? What? That's really neat. So, what upset me about this Mario Party reveal is that it looks like it's using the same like engine and systems that Super Mario Party uses. And in my mind, I thought this was just going to be DLC for Super Mario Party that can be sold optional standalone if you didn't want the original game. But uh, this is just its own full fledged game. It's like, oh, interesting. I'm curious to see how they're going to like differentiate it from Super Mario Party because obviously we get the five remade levels from N64 era with new mini games or classic mini games I mean in Pokey Pummel. Pokey Pummel's my favorite mini game. I used to be so yeah, I don't think, that's my favorite. I don't think I don't they put a list of the games yet, but I'm Do you guys not have favorite Mario Party mini games? There's a lot I, of like 
There. I, I didn't do, play a lot I just of Mario can't Party in my list life. them all. We'll fix or that. Think of their, Poke Pommel is the shit. It's about punching the pokies. And it's like, how fast can you press B? And the answer when I was a child was very fast. Faster than all my friends. Way faster than all my friends. They were very impressed <laughs> by how fast I pressed B. The Danganronpa series comes to Switch with just all the important games coming in 2021. Which is important to some people, but I play those games once and don't need to play them again. Yeah, but versified, it comes with Danganronpa S, which is Mario Party with Danganronpa characters. Oh, yes, it fuck? does. That which I was is kind of cool, but they might get murdered, and you know. Wait, do they have to get murdered? Because that's what the part I don't like. I don't want to play Danganronpa because it's children dying, and I'm just old enough to where I don't really like seeing teenagers die. Like they're babies. When I was but what if I told you you could like, buy it standalone, digital? Could you? you? Can wait, really? Yeah. The, so the collection physical is, is physical all. only. Oh, hell yeah. Okay, if we could play Danganronpa Mario Party, I would play that. Yeah, I, I, I don't know that. much about that game other than it is very similar to Mario Party. I just learned about it today. So. Okay, well, we might have to look into that. I want more. Uh, le- the only time I want licensed games is when they're licensed Harvest Moon style games, or which has never happened except for that one time with the uh, Doramon. So you know, uh, <laughs> monkey's paw a bit situation there for me. But the other thing would be give me give me Marvel's Mario Mar- Marvel Party. That took too long to get to, but oh, like the Shrek Mario Party game because that was a good Mario Party game. Shrek Mario Party? What? There's a Shrek Mario Party game. We'll, 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 we'll play it in our Discord at one point. I really want to play Dokkan Kingdom. I used to play that on Wii That's all the, the time. One. I fucking love Dokkan Kingdom. That's a game I'd really like to play with you guys. Apparently, there's a newer one uh, coming out. Did it come out already? I it was like coming out when I was la- when I talked when I told Zyger what Dokkan Kingdom was. Yeah, I think it's out in Japan now because I think it. Was- Oh, I think it came out in March of this year. Yeah, I don't think it's going to get ported, though. And it's really sad. <sighs> but Dokkan Kingdom is, like, the best. If you like Mario Party and you wish there were more Mario Party-like games, you should play Dokkan Kingdom. It is the bomb diggity. Three beloved uh, IP come back to the Nintendo with a Nintendo Switch with Fatal Frame, Maiden of the Black Water, WarioWare, Super Monkey Ball. All Two of those were Rima. made just for me. All three of those honestly feel like they were they were little high fives with Kaylee. I'll take them. And I said three. Uh, I play, I meant to say four because boom, boom, boom. Advance Wars returns. Everybody with a Game Boy Advance that was not Yo. me played the hell out of this game. I did not. Let's go. I didn't know yeah, that didn't game play. was so good. I did not, but I am glad because um, as a Fire Emblem fan, I am tired of hearing every time Intelligent Systems announces a Fire Emblem game, people being like, "Oh, but where's Advance Wars? I want Advance Wars." Well, now you have it. I'm happy because this means that they're remastering and rebooting Game Boy Advance games, which means someday I might get Mega Man Battle Network back. <gasps> Yo, Battle Network was great. The Dokkan so Kingdom Man game played. came out in December 2020, but I don't think that it's going to get localized. If it came out in China, it might have an English patch. No, just Because a lot of Chinese games come with English text. Yes. That's really good to know, but this is just Japan. And now Nintendo surprised sad. everybody with uh, Metroid Dread, a new 2D Metroid game coming October 8th, 2021, which frankly looked really good for people that like Metroid. 
I, I don't, but like her I, I suit was watching the trailer. Real good. It looks super shocked. cool. I was like, this game is way prettier than I expected it to look. So I watched the Treehouse after, which when we talk about how every that's how you should do E3 presentations. Like, don't give me 10 minutes in the E3 presentation. Give me quick chunks and then have something after where people who are interested in it can like get follow more. along and do it. When they went through the gameplay of that game, it's looks gorgeous. And, like, the new things they are doing with the, like, formula of it with, like, the robots that can chase you and, like, track you while you're tracking them. It just looks awesome. I can't. It looks, it was scary. It was Metroid Alien. And it was just terrifying. And finally, uh, Nintendo tries to drop a bomb or a mic drop or whatever you want to call it by uh, giving us information about Breath of the Wild 2, which is a little small, uh, CG trailer with what seemed to be a little bit of gameplay and no other information, but they're aiming for a 2022 debut, which means they'll land in 2023. Yeah, March 2023. <laughs> yeah, I bet it's going to come out the same day as Horizon 2. Whatever Horizon 2 comes out, they're releasing Breath of the Wild 2. Oh, man. I, I will say one thing about that, my, my whole feeling about that trailer was that the excitement of Breath of the Wild 2 for me was like, maybe they'll finally let us play as Zelda in a mainline game. And in the trailer, you see Zelda falling away from Link into some pit and Link going, and then Link going on an adventure. So I think the odds of that are pretty low, y'all. So much for our warrior princess. She cut her hair, too. She's got like that. She had like cute haircut. And I was like, yeah, she's going. But she, Yeah, she's not. Everyone says that they're the link that's in the sky and is old and haggard with a fucked up arm is link and that the link that's young on the ground is actually short hair zelda in disguise and that's going to be the twist we did see different haircuts yeah because there's two different haircuts and they're saying that the the one that's like on the ground that their faces are obscured a lot is because that is actually zelda with a bad haircut I'll, I'll take it. I think that's like wishful thinking, but I'll take it. I'll take it. And that's it for the scrum. E3 had a lot of news. Did we not talk about something that you care about? We, we probably didn't care about it. Sorry. That's why I didn't. Now, two weeks ago, the Weekly Patch and its cool crew of cats, it's really yeah, kind of okay. there, <laughs> did our first alpha where we gave our predictions about what will be things that would happen at E3. And if you know anything about software development or game development, he knows that you can't have an alpha without a beta. And that's when whatever music would have would drop. I wasn't sure where we were going with it, but we got there. I was like, oh, okay, I like that, I see. Uh, now I have to rearrange my links so I actually have the... Okay, so I have up. the predictions up. Um, and I've... I added a column so that like if again if a prediction is worth like you know you got three out of four you get 0.75 i mean i'm just i'm just gonna put the i'm just gonna type it yeah so if you didn't listen to that episode which you should each of us gave one two three four five six seven seven yeah we gave that many seven predictions about what we thought would show up at e3 now because none of the game developers won, because the E3 as a conference kind of sucked, we're going to decide who won. 
from us. Starting with me. My first uh, prediction, which I feel was just a gimme, was Crystal Dynamics will double down on Avengers. We'll see Spider-Man, Wakanda, and a quick look or announcement of the next DLC. I think I should get at least most of the point for this. We didn't see Spider-Man. I was going to ask. I was going to say, we saw everybody. I didn't watch a lot of this. So I remembered Wakanda being on Twitter. I mostly just checked the Twitter hashtag during the conference. That was my version of watching it. Um, Yeah, we... Everything was right except Spider-Man. This was a given. Yeah. Um, one, two, three. I'm willing I to give 0. you... I say 0.75. Okay. My next prediction was a dud. And that a major anime IP shows up on Xbox. I was really racking my brain through this prediction. I was like, okay, what are all the anime-ass games I saw? Okay, no, no, no. Yeah, people were talking about um, a My Hero Academia game possibly getting floated around. There were a lot of thoughts about what could be there, and I'm surprised the answer. There wasn't even, like, a One Piece I mean, game. There's nothing. I guess, you know, with, with Xbox having Dragon Ball Fighters, and I believe Dragon Ball Z Kakarot out there, um conference i might be wrong about that second one i just thought okay they're they're going all in on anime and turns out they uh, weren't well they might they be the there just wasn't there wasn't any anime games to show i mean it's not like they got shown somewhere else they just there wasn't really any new we didn't see arc system works anywhere yeah they, they had one jrpg but that's not yeah it's it, not anime. It's, it's not anime it's stylized and everything what was the JRPG? to look like anime but uh Euden Chronicle? Yeah, it's... It was a JRPG-ass JRPG game. Mm -hmm. Cool. Yeah, Yeah. super JRPG. Uh, Nintendo gets all the indie love. Scratch PlayStation because they didn't show up. Ah, ah, Uh, ah. (laughs) And Xbox fills the presentation with Bethesda. There were a lot of... I was so confused because the schedule like when we were doing the alpha was so up in the air. That I was yes. like, I know that PlayStation's not at E3, but they must have like a state of play scheduled to drop or something, because so many of your predictions involve PlayStation. <laughs> they well, didn't, the did time... they say anything this whole week? Like, did PlayStation no. drop anything? Uh, yeah. They talked about Ratchet and Clank. And yeah. like, oh, how that's well right. Yeah, Ratchet and Clank. So, and that's what led me to believe that they were, they're gonna drop something, uh, and they didn't. Which you know what? I'm totally cool with. I miss them. Like, this was one of the worst E3s, and it was the first one without PlayStation. I'll say that. As as eh. meh as they've been this generation, m- maybe this there would have been at least like a couple more interesting things to talk about. You know, I'm because I wish Capcom never showed up because they didn't have shit to talk about, right? And I'm glad PlayStation didn't show up because it means they probably didn't have shit to talk about. No one did. Yes. Nintendo kind of. I mean, I feel like Xbox had a lot to talk about. I enjoyed Okay, Xbox's so here's the thing. Nintendo gets all I'm the biased. indie love is PlayStation talks about all the new IPs and Xbox fills the presentation with Vespa. Xbox, I thought Bethesda wouldn't have as much to show as they did, but uh, there was definitely a lot of Bethesda. What would, of Bethesda. It was half of it. Right? Like, I, I thought that it would be... Like, they kept calling it an Xbox Bethesda conference, but I was certain it would not be 50-50. I thought it would be like 70-30, 80-20. So you I'm forget how many studios them. Bethesda have. I do. I really did. Like yeah. I, I, to me, like when I say Bethesda, I'm referring to like just Bethesda proper, not all the other yeah. studios they own. I forget, like you know, the Arcane and all them. Like Arcane and ID. And to all. me, Arcane and ID and yeah. all that. Now that they're not, now that Bethesda is owned by Microsoft, 
it feels to me that Bethesda doesn't own them anymore. You know what I mean? Now it is just a subsidiary of Microsoft. Like the, it, it removes the Bethesda link in a weird way to me. Because I don't think that's true though. It's not. No, it's because not because of how. But that's what I'm saying. Like my head was structured. Yeah, but yeah, because yeah. the way my head works when, now that Bethesda is part of Xbox, it's like well, all the things that they own are just like parts of xbox and bethesda's its own thing so when i was thinking of bethesda i was thinking specifically of like the bethesda studio games and that made me really surprised by how much had the bethesda logo on it at the show so i think i should get 0.75 for this as well Uh, because i don't think you should get 0.75 because there's not four predictions i see three predictions Oh, and so yeah, the math of what that shows up. You're definitely going to get the prediction for Xbox as the president of Bethesda. You're definitely not going to get the PlayStation talks about all their new IPs. Nintendo gets all the indie love. Do we feel that Nintendo had a lot of uh, indies at their presentation is my other question. I, I mean, Wholesome so. Games was a lot. Of but indie. that's not... Right, I'm saying, like, we're talking about Nintendo's showcase. Okay. Did Nintendo's showcase have Nintendo IPs? They had, uh, let's see, they had Cruisin' Blast, Danganronpa. Is Danganronpa uh, an, an, an indie? That's a good question. It's hard to say. That's a pretty big series to be considered an indie game for the purpose there of this prediction. There are big indie games, though. You know, I would, I would consider, like, Triple I. I mean, it's a Triple I for sure, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know. It doesn't feel like in the spirit of that prediction. That's what I'm saying. I, w- I, was, I, was, I, was, I was including Triple uh, I games when I was saying indie games. Because I'll, okay. I'll, I have other things where I... I just don't know how much up. Nintendo's presentation is... was in indies, or did you mean That's that fair. all of, or I, I, and I'll I, say I, this, I, I, I... or did you mean that because you said N- Nintendo gets the indie love, not Nintendo would give indies love. So did you mean that all of the indies would be like, this is a Switch game, this is a Switch game, or were you talking about Nintendo's? press conference because if you're talking about press conference i don't really think that they gave a lot of indie love but if you I meant, meant that, that we were going to hear indies. a lot of nintendo and indie this weekend gotcha that weekend and we did that absolutely and that that's why i was like hold on we got two different realities based on the spirit of prediction so my original thought was i would give you two out of three that's fair now you just put two out of three and it does the math now this next okay. prediction is another one where Spirit of the prediction is different from what I wrote, but I'll I'll take whatever argument ends up working out. And I say, ooh. Nintendo will have the most diverse game selection, but we still won't hear about Metroid or Bayonetta. We will see an unexpected new announcement for a well-loved IP. When I said Metroid, I meant Metroid Prime 4, but I, I didn't say that. So whatever we want to take with that is what we'll take. That's one, two, that's three as well. Okay. I, would, I, I would argue for three out of three, but I would I would take two out of three. Yeah, I can't give you three for three I'm because Bayonetta... Giving- yeah, I'm not. Oh, wait. You yeah, well, we won't see. We didn't see it, but we did yeah, see I mean, Metroid. I'm not giving yeah, you that. Yes. I meant one part of Metroid and not the other. But yeah. I'm, I'm. Yeah, we'll take it. I'm gonna give you that. We'll have the most diverse game selection. Um, you got the mm, second half. I don't know wrong. if I would give him that. We will see an unexpected new. Actually, let me go through all of these real quick. So let's just go in order. I think you have three predictions here. Like, there's three parts to this prediction. Yes. That's what I'm saying. So Nintendo yeah. will have the most diverse game selection. I assume that means by genre. Right? Yeah. Who would we argue has... The, so who does everyone think had the most diverse games? Like, let's say that. I think it's Nintendo. I think it's Xbox, because they had 30 different games to show, and, like... A lot of them had guns. A lot of them were shooters, though. Like, half uh, of them That was my question. Yeah. Is like, what did you see? So I, there was a JRPG from Xbox. There was a shooter. We'll just say shooters were represented at Xbox. Yeah. JRPGs represented at Xbox. Oh, yeah. Maybe. They had Hades. They had uh, Forza Horizon, which is 
uh, racing sim. Yep. They had Psychonauts, which is the 3D platformer. They had... Hold on, I'm looking at the list. So, um, yeah. Hades, we would call a roguelike, or we would call... I don't know, I call Hades an indie game, but... Yeah, it's like... It's a it's roguelike, roguelike, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, roguelike. They had the snowboarding game, like, what is it, Shredders? Oh, yeah, they had the like, extreme sports game. Yeah, yeah, the sports game. Yeah, they had that. They had Scorn, which is a survival horror game that isn't a shooter. Uh, they had Age of Empires. They had Among Us, which is weird. They had Hello Neighbor 2, Flight Simulator, oh, which yeah. I guess might be the same as Forza if you want to go. No, Flight Simulator. Badass. Those are very it, it, different games. They're, no, both, I, I, they're both simulators. They're both simulators, but they simulate different. very different things. Both saying. technical simulators, but yeah, they're, they're, I would consider racing games a, racing a game. genre, and I would consider yeah. flight simulators a genre. If it was like um, all those different truck simulators and the flight simulator, I'd be like, yeah, those are all kind of like really niche specific simulator games. But racing is very much a because like Mario Kart wouldn't go in that. You know what I'm saying? Like right. Forza and Mario Kart were like a karting game, like. Mm-hmm. What was that awesome uh, karting game that PlayStation had by the Little Big Planet people? Mod Nation, Mod Nation Ra- Racers. Yeah. Mod Nation Racers game. and Forza would be like, no, that's the same genre. You can't count them both. But See, those two I would give you. Honestly, Zyger, that was a pretty impressive list. I'd like to yeah, hear Nintendo's yeah. list now. Now, Nintendo's list is definitely smaller because they had less games. It, um, but it might not be. You know, if, uh, Xbox had mostly the same genre. That was only like 10 no, games. Yeah. I'm going by it now. So it had uh, visual novels. Uh-huh. I don't know what the hell Ultimate Summer Camp will be because it's 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 a it's a Mario I'm Party say game, party but it's also games. We're it's also a different thing. Games. Okay, because it's either you know it's got visual novel elements, we already have visual novel yeah. covered, and party games. So like WarioWare and Mario Party are both the same genre to me. It's all party games, right? It's all mini game gotcha. party games. So those would be the same. Um, we got sorry, I clicked away. We got Cruise and Blast, which is a arcade racing game. Fatal Frame. Yeah, there's your horror Fatal game. Frame. Virtual horror game, Strange Brigade, which is action multiplayer game, uh, Worms Rumble, which is a Worms game, which is a active strategy game, I guess. I yeah, yeah, I call that uh, an indie game too. I'm sort of feeling I, I think a lot, the, but I get what you're saying. I think the Worms game is a uh, battle royale because it's yes, the... it's a battle royale. Oh, yeah, okay, cool. okay I just want to make sure I think of the right one. Um, and yeah, then okay, we have cool. um, an open world action game in Breath of the Wild too. Some world action yeah, game. They all... They also showed uh, Hyrule Warriors, which is a Muso. A Muso, yeah. Um, 2D Metroid, Metroidvania. I love Advanced that it's Wars. 2D. I'm so happy that it's a 2D Metroid. Um, actually, really, yeah. we might we might actually have more Nintendo games. Uh, Advance Wars. Is that a tactical strategy. game? Tactical strategy. Uh, strategy seconds. game, yeah. Terminate seconds. Uh, Super Monkey Ball, which is Super Monkey Ball. It's whatever. It's that like is. a platformery type game. It's so it's a lot like a 3D platform. Yeah, yeah. You have to simplify, you know. Like, yeah, yeah. I called Breath of the Wild two an, an open world action game. You know, I'm going real broad genres, but okay. I'm not. Um, I did... I'm feeling a lot more variety from Microsoft as we're going through these. And I I started thinking it was yeah. Nintendo, but I, wait. So I'm wait, what were you? Pretty... I wasn't looking. Were you counting the Nintendo ones like you were counting the Microsoft ones? I got to six Nintendo ones, and then we started talking about what Monkey Ball was, and then we haven't named anything else. Because so I got game, this handful, blast, and then I put it down to light because it was full, and then we started talking about Monkey Ball. So we should be at six, I believe. We're at we're at eight. Hit me with them with Monkey Ball. Uh, Danganronpa. Not game genres. 
Oh, I'm counting oh, okay. genres. I'm not counting games. I'm counting oh, genres. Oh, yeah. I, I, I was counting genre by game, but yeah. Yeah, because sure. some oh, of those okay, games, no. I was like, uh, some of those, I, I kind of like Mario. I was like Mario Party, okay. and, and I named a bunch of party games when I picked up the finger for Danganronpa's Summer Camp. So, gotcha. like, I and pick up the finger and I, I say a bunch Wario of other games. in that, too? Yeah, I, that was the other game that I said. I said these games. Savario. I wouldn't count, count WarioWare in so with hard. Mario Party. To me, it's a single player. It's they're mini games. Basically, a single player micro game. They're mini. They're, they're smaller mini than games. mini games. Yeah. Like mini games. I'm are not like counting them beat. as two different genres for the same okay. point. Like they, they are too not like. I'm, I'm keeping the genre broad. Like if you wanted to dissect, it's like music. You could just keep uh, like narrowing yeah. ad infinitum. You know what I mean when it comes to genres. Like, oh, you know, this game is an action game, but this game has more horror elements, so it's more of an action horror. Like, you can keep bisecting, but... I understand that, but my thing is, is that, like, a party game would be a game that you could play at a party, and this is the first time you're going to be able to play co-op just two people in WarioWare, yeah, right? Like, awesome. WarioWare is a single-player game. Yeah, Mario Party is a for the, board game. So I'm not talking about what they're going to put on the box. I think that the context of how I'm speaking is pretty obviously this conversation for the sake okay. of genres. <laughs> I just, it's just like it's a party game. It, yeah, I just don't. I don't. I, know, I, don't I used party, party game. game and then listed all the games I was counting in that. Like these are all basically the same rough genre of like little bite mini game collections whether you play them single player or multiplayer i just listed all the games because we don't even we don't know what danganronpa summer camp is even going to be it like it might not be anything like mario party but we all know it's going to be a bunch of like mini games so that's why i was grouping those three together because they're all just like easy fun there's no story there's no like complex gameplay or complex multiplayer there's a bunch of mini games you just play mini games generally speaking wario word is considered a puzzle game i just that's from my google search yeah all right so Visual novel, once again. Uh, we just talked about it, right? Like, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Visual novel, stop. party game. Stop. There are dogs going crazy outside of our apartment. Battle Royale. I was going to say Royal Rumble for some reason. Battle Royale, horror game, uh, racing game, <laughs> 3D platformer, turn-based tactics game. What's the 3D platformer? Super Monkey Ball? Is that what we're calling it? That's what, yeah, yep. I'll, I'll give that mm-hmm. Super Monkey Ball. Metroidvania, turn-based tactics game, Hyrule Warriors, which is a Musou. Breath of the Wild 2. That was the action, the open world action game. Open world action game. And I guess kind of retro game with Link's Awakening on Game & Watch. I do like the idea of bringing Game & Watches back. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like a lot of those were technically you could put up different fingers, but not a lot of like intense variety when you look at the I don't know. I I feel like when he was going through all the games, I was like, oh, these are all drastic. Like, even within the genre, they're all drastically different. And all of the ones that you were listing, even though they were technically different genres, it's like, you literally, like, this Danganronpa game and this other Danganronpa game that's different. And I'm like, yeah, they're technically different genres, but it's like... It doesn't feel like... Because they have more games, and that's... I mean, which is true. between them and Nintendo, yeah. So it sounds like we have two and two. Do we want to just flip a coin? I don't want to take it that serious if you're going to, like... If, <laughs> honestly, like I think it's pretty obvious, and um, if you guys want to like deny reality, I'll give you the partial point for it. I'm not gonna argue reality because it's just like he Did listened I... to like crazy, like very different games, and you guys are like technically, technically, WarioWare is not a party game, and I'm like, okay, well, if you're like that serious about it, I'm not that serious about it, so what? fine, we'll count them as two different points, and you can take your. Here's half what point. I would say. Like, Okay. In the amount, the smaller amount of time that Nintendo had, they showed a larger variety of the games. 
lots of the games at the Xbox conference got lost in a sea of what shooter is this? I feel like Nintendo had nothing I wouldn't expect from Nintendo or hadn't already seen on Nintendo. And I'm genuinely surprised by the variety of Microsoft. And maybe there's less variety on Microsoft, but Microsoft is a conference where like literally Zyger's listing all these variety games. I'm like, oh, wow. They really do have like something for everybody. Wasn't well, going to Nintendo, and it's like, yeah, if you're into, if you've ever been into Nintendo, you'll be into something here. But if you haven't, there's not like, you know. Uh. My well, well that's the, but that's not talking about how diverse. Because okay, so with Nintendo, my feeling is so uh, that's what I'm saying. Two repeat it, genres. It, it there were two be... repeat genres. That uh, was... But again, that's like I'm I I don't think you can quantify diversity like that. Like it's a, like to me like again, they were all technically different genres. So if you if you quantify and you tally. Nintendo might have different, like, technically different genres. But the tone throughout of, like, yeah, these are all things that I see on Nintendo. They're nothing, nothing on there was, like, not... Do you get what I'm saying by diverse in that way? Like, they're all, like, tonally, like, yeah, you know, that's Nintendo. They're all Nintendo games. Whereas for Microsoft, I was expecting games that you'd see on Microsoft. But I was surprised to be like, oh, there's a lot of games that I want to, like, a JRPG on Microsoft? That's crazy. If there was a Western action game on Switch, that would be like, oh, wow. Even if it was a Western open world action game, just like Breath of the Wild is an open world action game, it would impress me more in terms of diversity because I wouldn't expect it from Switch. So I'm like, like, that's why I'm, I'm just not as impressed with Nintendo's selection in terms of, like, the most diverse because it's like, well, you're already arguing that they're not the most diverse in terms of quantity. So now you're playing a, like, proportional diversity game. So we're already just, like, making our own definitions of diversity. And for me, diverse is, like, totally different types of gamers are, are going to be playing Xbox games. And, like, if you flip through everyone with an Xbox controller in their hands, sitting on their bed playing the game, the bed in the room would be totally different. But the, the controller would be the same and the game would be different. You know, but with Nintendo... Those bedrooms are all going to have a lot of similarities, I feel. And I don't know how to put that into good, like, you can use math to prove it words. But do you get what I'm, like, like, I'm asking you, you seem to have convinced Spencer. Because I feel like it's kind of Zyger versus Jordan. And Jordan has convinced Spencer that Nintendo had the most diverse games. And at this point, Zyger's convinced me that Microsoft's were more diverse. Because I feel like they speak to a more diverse pool of gamers. I yeah, and I, and that's why I think like, I which think, is what I think you meant when you made that prediction. I think I don't agree with that conclusion about Xbox, which is <laughs> that that's I think that's my thing, and 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 I think it, it's fine. Like the uh, like I don't agree with that feeling about Xbox or about that feeling about Nintendo. I feel like all the games kind of fit with different, real specific niches. That being said, not that important. And in the, in yeah. the interest of time. It's already it's on. already so long, but I don't care. My my real question, which is the real bitch, because like Metroid Bayonetta, easy. We'll see an unexpected new announcement for a well loved IP. I would argue that ironically, the Metroid announcement that lost you the point on the Metroid won't show up is what gets you the point on the unexpected new announcement. In fact, I would argue it's so unexpected. You actively predicted it wouldn't happen. And I name a more unexpected new announcement. But to me, that's why I can't give you the Metroid Prime. Because you were trying to say, like, oh, I meant Metroid Prime. I can't give you the Metroid point because I feel that the point I'm going to give you for unexpected new well-loved IP announcement, nothing came close to Metroid 
Well, yeah, Metroid's the bigger name for sure. But for me, when I when I was watching it, when I thought, oh, this is the one that gives me that point, I was thinking Advance Wars. Same. Oh, I was really? Advance Wars. Yeah. yeah. I don't. Yeah, yeah. Advance Wars is love. I didn't play Advance Wars. I don't really know what Advance Wars is. I always thought it was like tank battles, so I didn't care because it was like World yeah. War Two, and that's for like boys that it's didn't Fire learn Emblem how to express themselves. Yeah. yeah, I like Fire Emblem with pretty boys. It's a. It's Valkyria Chronicles before Valkyria Chronicles. Okay, so I, am I right in thinking it's not going to be my thing? If it's just tanks, yeah, there's it won't no be pretty thing. armor boys. Okay, yeah. yeah. No, I find no, tanks yeah, to no. be, maybe it's like the communist in me and I can't with the Tiananmen Square imagery, but just tanks are the I don't care. Nothing will make me not care about a thing faster than tanks. If I see a movie trailer with tanks, if I see a game that's about tanks, I just cannot. People are like, are like oh, I'm a tanky. I don't care what you have to say. I just yeah, I don't, there's I don't, something about tanks that make me so aggressively disinterested. I personally don't care about it, but it's one of those games where you know there's like a list of like five games that people ask for for every single direct. Yeah, yeah. I'm so I'm learning the deep love that I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's blowing me away because for me I'm like, no, isn't it just like tanks? That's kind of dumb. <laughs> like, yeah. People didn't have a lot in the Game Boy days, right? Are you guys like super into trains too? Like, it's like Pokemon on? or what else are we playing multiplayer? I guess Advance. Yes. Or Mega Man Battle Network. So with that being said, um, I'm gonna give you point seven five. And then we're gonna no, move on to your, your point, fifth. Point six six. Yeah. Because it's point, three. There's only three. Uh I was giving you a point for diverse game selection, a point about not hearing about Bayonetta, and a point for unexpected new announcement for IP and losing the point for we won't see Metroid. Oh, you're counting those as two different things. But if you That's would like fair. to take less, I will give you less points. No, thank And then then there were the, my three other predictions were a wash. Because none of them. They were about, so I'm going to go through the rules. So your next picture was about PlayStation, which again, I can't stress enough, had said it wasn't going to be there months ago. They never said they were going to be there. They yeah, aggressively they said, said they weren't going to be there before. Be there. And, they've show, and they showed up, they still that they made their announcements. Um, you know, people, people make announcements. I love, I'm reading this prediction in hindsight has me cackling. I can't believe, I, I was so convinced that I missed an announcement because you literally predicted PlayStation will show no less. Then three new IP. Also, show off new PSVR and double down on PS Now. Yeah, which if they if were, they were going to show up to E3, is what they would they do. do. All those but they didn't. They didn't show up. Yeah. They were. I thought it was a Ubisoft EA thing previous years, where it's like we're not going to be at E3, and then like a week before, or a couple days before, is like. By the way, we're across the street. Yeah, like, I they, they, they have been things. just like, hey, look they at our like, new ratchet nah. game. This and- next one was my like, I far right feel wild and crazy idea that probably won't not happen, which is Wolf Among Us Two is shown, which of course not. When PlayStation wasn't there, did you think that Wolf Among Us Two would be shown somewhere else? Where did you think it would be shown? Maybe Nintendo I thought it was or Switch, or I thought it'd be potentially shown up on on Nintendo if anywhere, but nowhere else. Okay. That's what I was most curious about, is where it would show up. I thought it was going to be at the Summer Game Fest thing of Jeff Keighley. Yeah, that would make sense, yeah. That was his Hideo Kojima last year, this year. It's going to be bringing back Wolf Among Us. And uh, with a giant knife to my heart, not a single fighting game was shown. This shocked the shit out of me! (laughs) Especially not an NRS new fighting game. They were not there! Nobody. Nobody was there. No fighting game coverage. Yeah, they... The only fighting game news that we had, besides the new Smash character, was literally about Capcom. Not Capcom Cup. Capcom... Pro Tour. Pro Tour, that's what it's called now. Um... 
Capcom Cup is an event. Capcom Pro Tour is the circuit. Yep, I, I constantly forget. To me, Capcom Cup is just a qualifier to Evo, and that's it. And now it has its own circuit to get to. It's just... Oh, man. This was a huge surprise to me that not a single fighting game was there. I guess because every fighting game has their own circuit, has their own thing, they are probably going to just rely on the finals for those uh, esports things to show off their games. But it's still E3, so it's surprising, especially for NRR being the biggest, most successful fighting game developer ever. Like, it, it was a surprise to me. Yes. Okay, so your score right now is sitting at a 2.16. Not bad. All things considered, not bad. Moving on to Kaylee. So mine was such a miss of like, like every single one of my predictions, even the ones that I thought weren't going to be that crazy, ended up just being the biggest swings. Just every single one was a giant, 100% confident that the ball was going to be their swing. And oh, yeah. there were some misses. Uh, you know, you know, but here's the thing. If some of these were just, we were, it's like mine. If some of these are just, we were like slightly, you just take out one thing, they'd be perfect. Right. So... This one, I will argue, I almost have completely right. My very first prediction was Fallout 76 is the main Fallout slash Bethesda presence, announcements of another big DLC, and seasonal PR. And it was the big Fallout presence. There was no other Fallout talk. I was sure. The reason I put main is because I was sure there would also be Fallout shelter talk. I'm glad I didn't fucking predict that. Because I was certain that I'd have to say main because there would... There wouldn't be any, like, Fallout 6 or anything like... Or Fallout 5 or anything like that news. But I was certain that there was going to be other Fallout news that wasn't 76-related. And there was only Fallout 76-related. And it only talked about the new DLC and the next season's... um, I don't... I put PR because I looked up what the seasons are called. And it abbreviates to PR, but now I can't remember what the seasons are called. Each season has, like, a a thing. And this one, they they previewed it's going to be, like, this is the new stuff. And here's the new storyline DLC. I got fucking almost everything right. Except I also included the word Bethesda presence. Yeah. Yeah. So, I had a question about that. Yes. Uh, Obviously, we are all assuming you mean Bethesda as in Bethesda as I meant the studio Bethesda. (laughs) That's what my question and, was. Like, did you mean specifically the studio and that's Bethesda why I'm like, Gameworks? I'm, I'm stupid, and I'm willing to be like, I didn't realize like Bethesda still technically owned so much. I honestly thought that once Microsoft bought everything, that that naturally just like everything Bethesda owns, Microsoft now owns. I didn't realize that Bethesda still owned as much as it did, but I, I'm willing to take that on the chin. And take a point seven five because I got every other fucking this because what happened is exactly what I thought happened is the bitch it's literally exactly what I thought happened well, I'm yeah. like they don't Starfield have any elder scrolls the game works. they don't have any of this and studios it's both right and uh, uh, yeah yeah I was like they're gonna show this I could see the Fallout seventy six announcement all of the way that they because they've been they, basically what they did is just another announcement for Fallout seventy six in the format that they've been doing for DLC and seasonal stuff so. It, it wasn't a hard prediction, but I'm still pissed that I was like, yeah, Bethesda's not going to talk about Elder Scrolls or, like, you know, have much Elden Ring or whatever the fuck. So Starfield. Right, Starfield, yeah. There was a lot of Starfield, yeah. though. And, that, and that's the thing. Like... Starfield was the main Bethesda presence from yeah. the same studio. Yep. And that's the only thing. That sucks. Right. I don't it's think that anything else is arguable, but I, I will admit yeah. that, yeah, I, I forgot Starfield yeah. existed, which is why, like, spread this prediction. I was like, oh, I wonder what Starfield is. <laughs> when she predicted it, I didn't realize it was a Bethesda game. <laughs> I was yeah, like, oh, yeah, there's like a game called Starfield, isn't there? Uh, next prediction was my version of Jordan making all the PlayStation predictions after they said they weren't coming. Because 
Saints Row said that they weren't going to be at E3, they were very clear that not to expect the Saints Row uh, IP. But I was still certain that that was just a psych out and that Koch Media wasn't going to really have shit else and they were going to have a Saints Row 4. Koch Media, sorry. Koch. I remember it wasn't Coke and I was like, what is it? Koch. Uh, I was like, Kashmir doesn't really have shit else to announce, but they said that they're going to be there. And if not, and of all the IPs that they said not to expect, this is the one I expect the most. So I think this is a fake out, and it's just going to be a little teaser trailer because it's they're they're letting you know it's not even kind of close to being done. But I still don't think they're going to be able to help themselves. But they did, so I get zero points. Uh, then this one's hear me out. It's unfortunate. This is how it should have gone, and the world would have been happy. And it almost went this way, so I still think I deserve partial credit. Because I predicted that there would be the little FF16, like, boom, here's our logo, Final Fantasy 16, And then it would cut to a fucking trailer, and then the trailer would fade to a release date. And instead, only one of those things happened. We got the Final Fantasy 16 little, like, trailer. Or, like, there was a trailer with Final Fantasy 16 at the very end. This is the bitch. It was at the very end of a 45-minute bullshit showcase that nobody cared about. And it was a shot of Final Fantasy 16. It was a shot of here's all six original Final Fantasy games with their sprites updated, ported to PC and mobile. It was it was like eight huge announcements for anybody who cares about Japanese Square Enix properties. And they all were shoved into the end of an aggressively long Guardians of the Galaxy walkthrough. It was now, I don't remember. Was, was there any video about Final Fantasy 16? There was a image on the trailer. It was in a trailer. It was part yeah, of a reel, but it was in there. Yeah, it, it was part of the reel. So I, I think I only get a third part? of the credit, but it showed yes. up at E3. Yeah, you can't that, tell that's me why it I, didn't. That's all. If, but if, if, it didn't get if the trailer. Yeah, yeah, I thought that if there was like flashes of like combat and stuff, I would have counted that as gameplay. But there wasn't any flashes of what the game's gonna look like. Not a goddamn thing of in-game footage. It was literally just like, here's the logo. It exists. Go fuck you yourself. Like at TGS though. Honestly, that's You'll probably true. That's probably true. Here's one that I demand half credit for because I said Metroid Prime 4 because I didn't even dare predict Metroid 5 and it ended up being Metroid 5. But I predicted Metroid Prime 4 and it was Metroid 5. I think I deserve What was the spirit of that? What was the spirit of you? What were you trying to say? A new mainline Metroid, Metroid game. I didn't think they'd bring back 2D ever. I am shocked that they're... It would be like 2D Sonic. Imagine them coming out with a 2D Sonic game right now. You wouldn't even fucking... That wouldn't even cross your mind that they would do a 2D, fully 2D? Really? We get that? You've had a Metroid Prime 4 in development for six years and all anybody wants is shooters now. And you're not making the shooter? You're making a real Metroid game? I literally saw it and I can't believe it's real. I can't fucking believe they're doing it. That's why I was like, this is the shocking announcement for a well-loved IP. Because there is unexpected. You want to talk unexpected. I can't I don't know if even I want to give it to you. I don't know if I want to give it to you. I was, uh, before she had explained her reasoning, I was willing to give her 0.25 because they did say Metroid Prime they 4. Were those were words that were uttered by those. They did say it. They did say oh, the development is going smoothly is what he said. Okay, well, Metroid then Prime it was 4. there. Yeah. So I'm getting at so least 0.25. I, I was going to say 0.25 because they did mention it by name. I'm they didn't cancel it. It wasn't canceled. It wasn't canceled yet. Because uh, I, I think I'm glad you said that 
after Kaylee's thing because Kaylee's thing yeah. actually lost me on it. And, and then that's all because like wait the last the last Metro game when they announced a Metroid Prime Four was a two D Metro game. And the, the yeah, but that's the with that. But those were really old. But that that was over fifteen no. years ago, you guys. No, no that they was... remade Metroid Two on three DS. Yeah, yeah, but that's yeah, but that's, yeah, oh, that's a remake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like they I remade think... Majora's Mask on 3DS. That doesn't mean I expect a Majora's Mask style Zelda game. If they announced a that... new Zelda game that was Metroid, that was Majora's Mask style, that would blow my dick off. No, like... it, was, it was the fact that you said that and Sonic in the same place. Like they both had 2D games come out recently, didn't they? And that was like, and then and Sonic then you lost had it. what was that? What was this? The oh, what, Mania? Mania, Sonic Mania, yeah. But that was a game that was made by fans of Sonic. That Sonic was like, oh, you made a good game because. Because the only good Sonic games are 2D, because he was designed to be 2D, and he can't make a version to 3D. Because well, S- Sega hired an indie team to make a Sonic game. It's how I would write that. Yeah, it's how I you think, would write that. I think I think we give we gave him like we give too much credit. It was like it was a thing. It was like no, nah, Sega money was behind that game, and it had Sega money behind the DLC, and Sega money behind all the animations and all that stuff. But would it have had Sega quality if they had just hired a random <laughs> indie team instead of people who had already shown that they can make good? Sonic games. Sonic. Because the point is that it was like it was like hiring a fan fiction writer to write the next novel in your series, as opposed to writing yeah. just a random ghost writer. Like, yeah, you can hire anybody to do it, but like they went out of their way to hire like a fan that had produced fan work before is what makes that special. As far as I understood, right? Like that's what I'm asking. Like, isn't that yeah. the case? Okay. Yeah. I'm really pissed off about my next prediction, guys. I really wanted to see more Project Triangle Strategy. It's a beautiful game. I love it. I was really hoping... Really? Yeah, I'm really into it. I didn't play Octopath Traveler because I don't like the vibe of, like, eight different stories, and it seems really sad, and I haven't played Octopath Traveler, and I'm not going to. So I'm really excited for Project Triangle Strategy. It is sad. Right? Like, I'm hoping it's going to be, like, less sad than Octopath Traveler, and I wanted to see a little bit more of it because apparently Octopath Traveler is this pretty, and that's why I'm as impressed as I am. I'm as impressed as everyone has already been with Octopath Traveler, but... I'm just surprised you found this to be pretty because it's sprite animation. That's the other thing. And that's what I'm talking about. Like, one of the reasons I love E3. And, like, I happened to watch a, a Nintendo Direct that had Project Triangle Strategy because so many people on my stream were like, oh, Kaylee, what if you what if you react to this? And I was like, okay, I guess I'll watch it. Um, because, yeah, normally if you would be like, oh, yeah, it's like a pixel art thing. I'm like, uh. But it looks so cool. Like, the way that I love Claymation. Is, is a thing that's really important. And the thing that I love about Project Trial Strategy's art is it feels very paper doll claymation-y as opposed to, like, flat digital pixel art. And I have a lot of trouble. So, like, I don't visualize things in my brain. It went, it went viral on Twitter, like, a year ago when people found out that, like, some people, when you say the word apple, you can, like, see an apple in your head. I can't. I'm saying Apple right now, and it's just blackness. You know, there's no, there's nothing up there. Uh, go figure, right? So I have a really hard time visualizing things. I don't like reading sci-fi novels. I love watching sci-fi TV shows and movies, but I hate reading sci-fi and fantasy in fiction because whenever I come across something that doesn't have a real world, like I've seen it in reality, I can't picture it in my brain. And it really makes me struggle to understand the narrative if the narrative relies on that. Like it really, I I struggle with it a lot. Like I'm really, uh, it's like the literalist part of autism is what I've been studying is like a real struggle for me. Like I can't, I don't know, I can't get out of my own head that way. And so pixel art, a lot of times I physically 
like I, I say Rorschach test because it might as well just be ink blots. I'm supposed to guess what they are because I, I literally will be looking at an image and it's like you, you have to figure out what it's supposed to be. Yeah. And I can really struggle piecing together what I'm looking at with pixel art, especially like eight, like the small, obviously like the less bits you have, the less detailed the sprite, the harder it is for me. I love like blaze blues pixel art. I love like high res pixel art. I even love pixel art. That's lower res, but like at that sweet spot, like, uh, like the first two final fantasies, pixel arts are just blobs, but final fantasy six is, is the pixel art. That's like the easiest to tell. Obviously I have a better time with it than if I were to go back to play the original final fantasies pixel art. So there, you know, it's a range, but I, I genuinely just struggle to make out pixel art constantly. And That's fair. what it does is it makes it 3D and move in ways that makes it very clear. Like, it animates the pixel art, but, like, again, like kind of like paper doll style in a way that I can instantly tell what the fuck is going on. Normally, pixel art just leaves me confused, and I hate it. <laughs> like, it gives me a headache to look at. But the product trial shows you when I see it in motion, and it's, like, hanging out, and the lighting effects and everything, I'm like, oh, this is gorgeous. I can see what's happening, and I like it. So, yeah, it's very specific, but that's... Oh, man, I just looked at what my next prediction is. I'm Listen, so if, if, if our predictions came true, E3 would have been good. If our predictions, that's the bitch. If our predictions came, the only good, the only predictions of ours that came through are also the only parts of E3 that were good. Well, you'll see really when we get to Spencer. Spencer is the yes. only one who really nailed her predictions and is also <laughs> the one who named the only good parts of E3. So, my next prediction, my dying switch and our, we have a cabinet in our house full of broken Joy-Cons. Just a pile of dead electronics. It's so depressing. Anytime you open it, you just see like these stacks and you know each one's broken in its own unique way. It's ridiculous. So my prediction was more of me like, like this is proof that dream boards don't work. I, if you could wish things into reality, I did. And I did it. So you can't. Because my prediction was new Nintendo Switch announced November 2020, 349. I went bold. There were multiple points. I was convinced I was getting right. Um, that's a big fat goose egg because there was no new Nintendo Switch. Not even like an, an inkling of a new Nintendo Switch. Not even a, hey, here's the date for our next Direct. Because if it's not out, if they don't announce it soon, it's not going to be fucking like if they don't announce it by what? The beginning of September. It's not going to be out this year. Because if it's not out before Black Friday, it's not coming out, right? Like, we all know that. Any any console that comes out after Black Friday is not coming out that year. I think it is waiting. I think that's when we'll get it. Is because I think what they're doing is they want to bank as many of those units as they can and have as short of a time from pre-order to launch date. I to make that as so smooth as possible. I hope so. Because I really need a new Switch. And... The Switch, like, playing Persona 5 Strikers on Switch made it sweat. Or, like, Spencer streamed the other day. She was playing Story of Seasons, Olive Town. And I was like, I'm thinking about getting this. And she was like, hey, it's coming to PlayStation. And it, it could use the PlayStation power, if you know could. what I mean. <laughs> like, And I'm tired of that. Like, we're in a new console generation. And the Switch already came out between generations. So it's already in a weird part. But it's it's lagging deep behind and a, a pro version would be very very appreciated 
I felt really bad. My friend bought Persona Five Strikers on Switch. They they were buying it. I didn't realize like that they were buying it on Switch, or I would have worn them. And then I found out they have a Switch Lite, so they can't dock mm-hmm. it. And he texted me. He's like, "I can't play Persona on Switch. There's too much stuff happening on the screen. The screen's too small. I feel, I can't do it. It's too confusing. It's too headache. Yeah, and I was like, is. I didn't play it docked at all. So I have, or I didn't play it handheld at all. I played it docked the whole time. Yeah, I felt bad. We need a new Switch. We didn't get one. That's a zero for me. And then my last one again. I went. I went real big. Um, which meant a lot of goose eggs for for Kajon, which is why she took her point two five. But I thought this was going to be a thing that happened. Yeah. So my last prediction it. was, I'm surprised we didn't see anything from Rocksteady. But again, I guess that would be in the PlayStation E3 event that didn't happen. So this was like a Jordan prediction. But I thought we would get Suicide Squad gameplay. I really did. I thought we got we would... no DC at all. We got no DC at all, and I'm tired of it. Being a well, DC fan in 2021 sucks dick. I've lived through so much bullshit. I remember the Halcyon days of the early 2010s when we were making these baller-ass animated movies and everyone was sucking Christopher Nolan's dick. And now yeah. look at us. And the Arkham games. The Arkham games. All. We were flying fucking we- high. What happened? WB, I'm going to burn you to the goddamn ground. Well, is, is, that, is that historically with video games, I mean, and now everywhere else, Marvel... It's just been the one. And the, the, the Arkham time was like a nice little deviation, but historically video games have been Spider-Man and X-Men and now Avengers. There's no reason, though. It's nonsense. I mean, now Avengers. That was pretty fucking bold considering the reception to Avengers. Oh, I'm not talking about <laughs> Avengers. Like, I'm sorry. I didn't mean like the game Avengers. I mean the superheroes that show up in the Avengers. Gotcha. gotcha. So, okay, okay, okay. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. That was a, that was a brain blast. <laughs> I was like... I'm not, I'm not calling that one a win just yet. Yeah. They really want you to call it a win, but I'm... Yeah. <laughs> I meant those characters because, like, Marvel's Capcom and all those things. I feel you. I'm sorry. Yeah. So, I I just want to see the rise of DC. I'm so tired. Amber Heard is tweeting out that she's still in Aquaman 2 as of today, which means it's another one Aquaman movie I can't see. And I'm just... I'm over it. I'm tired. I'm frustrated. And I want better. I deserve better. Quite frankly, I deserve better. I got a 1.33. You do deserve better than 1.33. That was rough. That, I'm honestly, like, I'm really curious if Zyger's going to do worse than me. Uh, yes. But oh, there's I... no way anybody's beating Spencer, quite frankly. I didn't look. It might actually be closer than I think because you did get a 2.16. But We're close. We're... I don't know. I didn't do the math, but we're close. Right? I, you're probably closer than I think, but hers are all just such like, because, like, let's go to Spencer's next prediction, which I swear she yeah. almost deserves extra points for because it's multi. She has a lot of multi-part predictions that she gets the parts for at least one. The only thing is, this is one of this is one of the ones where one of the parts is wrong the one of the parts yeah, is wrong right. yeah so i don't get 0.75 i thought it's it... coming in no i say 0.5 because there's two parts yeah Wait. i think there's only two parts it's coming okay. in november 2022 yeah oh i'm november's gonna, not spring. i'm gonna tell you that it's three it's two out of three and i'll tell you why in a second but I thought wait, it's coming out in November. Time? I thought you guys were saying it was it came out in March, and you guys were talking about how you were sure it was going to get delayed. No, it's coming out November, that's, and I don't think it's that's going. Elden to get Ring. Oh, Elden Ring. Elden Ring. Yeah. Oh, when yeah. you guys were talking about and Elden that's Ring, January. I got Elden. I keep. I think that what's actually keeps happening is I keep getting Elden Ring and Starfield coming up. But Starfield was shown, and it was given a release date, but it wasn't. And it's 2022. And it's 2022. So to be totally honest, that's 0.75 from where I'm sitting. She got it so fucking close to get. So Spencer's prediction was that Starfield will be shown and given a release date of spring 2022. 
the only part of that sentence that's wrong is the word spring. And if you change it to fall, I'd be 100% right. To me, that's a 0.75. Like, we gave Jordan's Crystal Diamond X 0.75. And he's in Spider-Man oh. Wakanda. And, you know, like... Why do we do that? All right, um, I, I'll give her the 0.75. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that, that logic tracks. I was shocked when I read it. I was like, oh my god, how did she know? But that's also because I thought she got the date right because I thought it was Elden Ring's date. Yeah. So, you know, but, you know, same energy. So this one's zero, uh, but there is good news. So I know Sophie just put up a bunch of uh, okay, so wait, so, listings. Um, Spencer's next prediction is uh, Style Savvy. The game would either be remastered or a new one would come to Switch. The but they just put up a bunch of lists. The developer of Style Savvy just put up a bunch of postings for job listings for developers so hopefully that means that it's coming Ooh. uh pete hines showed up yeah <laughs> uh, he was not promoted to the head of xbox of pr for xbox studios but aaron did not show up so i don't know is aaron the current pete, head of PR? he is the current head no he's the general manager of pr for xbox studios did the current head reminded. of pr show up huh did the current head of pr show up he did not. So Pete Hines Pete was, was there, kind of acting in their stead? Pete Hines was the only PR guy that showed up. I would give her a point, too, because Pete Hines showed up. Right, yeah, so yeah, like, I'd, I'd give her a half credit for that. I, point two, I, so. Yeah, I, he I was there. Pete Hines was there. Not just there. It's not that he was there. What impre- like, if he was just there, I'd give you way lower. But what makes me be like half credit is that he was there as the highest-ranking PR rep for Xbox. Which is yeah. kind of like the promotion was, without the title, which is because the, thing the, the people who were do. there was Todd Howard, Sarah Bond, Pete Hines, and Aaron Greenberg didn't show up at all, and then Matt Booty. Oh, I Booty forgot, was there. I, booty, I booty, forgot booty, to say booty, that booty name everywhere. when I was going through Xbox, and I'm and I'm disappointed that I didn't make a Matt Booty joke. Yeah, Matt Booty was there, and then Phil, Phil was at the end. So okay, we have a point too. Uh, Ubisoft Connect comes as an add-on to X Game pa- Xbox Game Pass. That did not happen. I was surprised by that it one. Will. That one, I bet it that will. one is such it a, will. It will type of thing that I'm surprised. I bet you it's the next Ubisoft Connect because they said there's going to be another Ubisoft Connect in the summer. Oh, in the summer? At the yeah, end, I think. Because there's Gamescom later, so it'll probably be Ubisoft Connect as well. Oh, because European, yeah, yeah, yeah. Your next prediction confused me, and so I'm not surprised that you didn't get it. Corpse Party gets a trilogy, gets a Switch port. Um, I think what I, I think the game that got a Switch port that I thought it was going to be from what I had seen was Danganronpa. Yeah. Oh, that does make a lot of sense, actually. Oh, shit. Because they had been, like, it had been leaking around that there was going to be, like, a horror game. And I was like, but Danganronpa, that's always been a Sony game. Corpse Party has... Nintendo lineage like, lineage anyway. So, and then my next one is Gardens of the Galaxy gets announced. Which one of the like two possible actual full points we're getting. Right? That's yeah. that's just a point. <laughs> and point. I actually thought it wasn't going to happen. Even though I like I cuz I didn't think it was going to be Eidos Montreal. I don't know why I thought they weren't going to be the ones that made it, but I thought that those rumors were wrong. That it was a, another studio inside square that was going to do it not them and i think that's probably a fair and it's also we were confused at who was going to be at the square things because they were saying pre- presented by Eidos montreal yeah yeah i for sure thought Eidos montreal was going to be like new deus ex or something yeah that yeah just would have just been like okay whatever yeah. <laughs> uh and then the last one was rune factory 5 gets a north american release date it got a release window 
That's point, pretty half a point. close. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a half a point. <laughs> that sucks. That's that's annoyingly <laughs> close. That wasn't a part of any showcase, right? That was just no. Uh, that was part thing? of their thing. Yeah, that they just yeah. Did so okay. Spencer taking the lead, and I feel like that's what this is shaping up to look like. How I expected it to look. At maybe not the point values, but the the ranking. I thought I was uh, gonna crush it. I, th- I actually thought I wasn't yeah. going to crush it. So I thought I was going to crush it. I didn't think I was going to crush it. I got the Fallout prediction right, and I thought I was going to get that right. I got the FF16 prediction barely right, and I was very confident about that one. And I really, really was confident in the Nintendo Switch prediction. Those ones I was confident in. And I ended up getting points elsewhere, and then, like, just, yeah, it was weird. I, I thought your Fallout was probably going to be a knockout, and I thought that your Suicide Squad was probably going to be a knockout. So we were both Right. Well, we both thought PlayStation was going to be there in our hearts. Like, I yeah. also think everybody should wait to see what that shakeup of those studios is going to be before we hear anything from yeah. them about Suicide Squad. Because That's true. who knows what that yeah. game is going to be after It's probably why I didn't hear from NRS, actually. Because oh, that's also owned by Warner Brothers. Yeah. Now moving on to Spencer. I'm not Spencer. Moving on to Zyger. So my first prediction was Banya Three will get gameplay and it will be Switch Pro enhanced. That's that a big a, fat. That zero. was a swing. That was a swing and a miss. I Switch want Banya Three to be a thing. <laughs> like when you when you said it, I was like, mm, I don't know about this one. Planet I wanted you to the director. Forever. Who's the game uh, director uh, that blocks everybody on Twitter for Bayonetta three for Bayonetta? Uh, I forget his name, but I know who you're talking about. Uh, he had came out on Twitter like six weeks ago or so, and was like, "Forget that Bayonetta three exists." Like that's was basically his like sentiment of it. Damn, I, but I want it to be real. I do my too. Next, my next prediction was Everwild will get gameplay, and it will get a release window of early 20, 2022. Not only did that not happen. But I think it was um, Jason Schreier talking about it on Twitter that the release window for Everwild got delayed to 2024. So not only was I wrong, Four. but like it. I it got delayed. What is it? So, yeah. I've never so, heard of Everwild. What the fuck is this? That's the game by Rare. Like you know how they're doing Sea of Thieves. Uh, Everwild is their next big game, but we it's don't like know anything about it. Game right. Yeah. They're like the heal animals. That's and Witch like... Brook. Yeah. Oh. I'm so, so that, that didn't okay. happen. My Next. third prediction was Avowed appears. We get a small in game cutscene and no release window. Avowed did not appear anywhere, so that's a big zero. Sorry, Avowed. This was not an indie friendly event. Uh, Avowed is uh, Microsoft. Uh, oh. oh. Obsidian. Okay. Yeah. Uh, my fourth prediction. Different gaming reality than me. I never yeah. know what the fuck he's talking about with games. I wa- Your next I one, you get you point zero points because it happened before E3. That's no, 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 that... no, no, no. The next <laughs> prediction was Rainbow Six, not quarantine, will get a new name, which it did, and it'll get a fall release, which it did. Do we count September's fall? That's yeah, the only question. September is yeah, September's okay. fall. Yeah. I would okay. even say August is fall. Even I would say August is fall. It or comes summer, to be honest. With you. It comes out after Madden. That's all that like. That's oh. the like crossing line for me. Then yeah, then then and you get you get the second full ass point of this whole yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know if you guys noticed, but uh, when we initially put the predictions into our little spreadsheet, uh, the columns were a certain size, so I had to like, I I didn't think to just oh make the boxes bigger. I was like, oh, I just need to fit this into the thing. I was going to say also gameplay, which also happened, but 
I I didn't add it because it didn't fit in the box. Zyger, you could just, but that would have been a full point you anyway. Just click format and then text wrap it yeah. and then wrap. Yeah, I I didn't. But anyway, Learning prediction style. five is what you could do. Yeah, prediction five you got. Oh, Prediction 5, Dragon Quest 12 will be a PS5 exclusive, and Dragon Quest Treasure will be a Switch exclusive. Neither of those games showed up. Zyger's yeah. so moving his hands, and he looks like Bernie Sanders. You have Bernie Sanders' hands. <laughs> oh, yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I cannot see that now. Thank you. Oh, man. If I had to see it, everyone <laughs> had to suffer. I'm once again asking see, you to give it. me a zero. Look at him. <laughs> you to give me a zero? <laughs> so, zero on that. So... Uh, prediction six: Halo spinoff game announced. This did not happen. I was I was racking my brain. I was like, was there any hint of a Halo Wars reboot? They, so they uh, a couple. Uh, I think it was early last year. They were three for three was talking about how they want to expand the Halo universe outside of Halo Infinite. So they were talking about possible spinoffs. So my hope was that oh, that means they would movies. have picked. We have the Halo TV series on Paramount yeah. Plus that's happening, but they were talking more about games, and they uh, one director is like, "Oh, they I would love you, to make Zyger. a horror game." They lied to you in your face, and you believe them. They did. Like so once games. again, a zero there. And prediction seven: Microsoft buys a Warner Brother Game Studio, lost in the merger slash shuffle, and. I still think this is going to happen. Yeah, I think it's not happening during E3. It's like, this it's, is just too soon of a prediction. Yeah, I feel yeah, like a lot of our soon. predictions are going to end up being real, except Wolf Among Us 2. But uh, <laughs> yeah, definitely a too soon, but we'll see type prediction. What's so, delightful Intel. is you got one of the only perfect one predictions. Yeah. And then got a zero the in every other one. It's perfect. Yeah, that's, that's, that, that's perfect, right? It, he's a min-maxer, right? so this checks out. <laughs> but what's really great is as I'm bad as I feel like I number. did, I did better than Zyger, so that makes me feel good. I was hoping for second, but I'll take third, but I was hoping for second. I think Zyger's showing up is like the most Zyger thing possible, because it's yeah. like you go, you go to, to the casino, and you lose ten thousand dollars, but at the very end, you win eleven. And I was like, "Oh, all right, that sounds like a Zyger thing." Yep, yep, yep. I I still bet that my last three predictions will come true, just not yet. Yeah, I'm sure one day there'll be a Halo spinoff. That's not like there's already been Halo spinoffs. Yep. That's not a <laughs> prediction. I so predict that there will be, will be a Persona real. spinoff in the future. I want everyone to know right now. That there will be a spinoff of the Persona franchise in the future. That was almost one of my predictions, but then I was like, mm, "It's a safe bet." Mm. Yeah. Wait, where did where did Shin Megami Tensei Five show up? It showed up, right? Yes, it yeah. did. And, and, and Nintendo. Nintendo's. Oh, I was oh, expecting mean... it. Uh, I don't know where I was expecting. It. I guess it would have had to have been Nintendo's, but yeah, yeah, because I think it's a Switch exclusive. Yep. Yeah, I'm really excited for it. Their hair looks so fucking cool. They got a hair cape. I have a hair cape. We have a lot in common. I love that yeah, they're I, just like a non-binary fucking legend. You know, I, I I missed that both in our scrum and in the argument for diverse things because it didn't show up on uh, the link we were using. Go figure. Oh, that's true. Yeah, no, Super Mario Tensei Five looks dope as shit. They got the press turn system. They got. I will say, I hated the announcer voice they chose for the trailer. It was just weirdly like I was. So here's the game, and I'm talking in this voice, like, really up here in super high energy. Oh, look at that. Like, 
almost yeah. satirically cheerful when you know anything about the Shimagami Tensei series. I was expecting either like a deep voice or like a Japanese voice with subtitles. Like I was expecting like more gravitas in some way. I think it is Jennifer Hale. You know, I'm, like, I'm pretty sure it's Audrey from the Treehouse, and she does all of. She's like the lead, right. yeah, like bless the her brand heart. lead for yeah. all of those. It very much felt type of games. Yeah, it, it felt like somebody who was like, "I'm the person that's reading this script, so I'm reading a script." Here's the script I'm reading. Like, I was like, <laughs> if you read this exact same line in a different intonation, it would sound more like serious and weighted, like Persona is. Do you know the game you're talking about? Just it didn't feel totally correct with even the words that were being said, so that's why it felt almost yep. like Outer Worlds, which Outer Worlds is like a one hundred percent satirical trailer. So like it felt almost like Stepford Wifey. That's the one weird part for me. I will say about the Shimagami Tensei Five trailer, but if you watch it on mute, which is how I watch most things, it was amazing. That's how I watched it. Right? Yeah. So if you didn't go back and watch it with sound, and it's jarring. I'm very excited that they're bringing a ton of quality life over from Persona back yes. into SMT because I love S. I actually am one of the rare people who likes. I like these stories around Shimigami Tensei games more than I like Persona stories. They're so good. So, I'm so excited and, to see what but the fuck's about to happen. The games are always so balls hard because they're just a pain in the ass to play, and this one doesn't look like a pain in the ass to play. Yeah, so. I'm optimistic. I have no reason to be, but it's like look at random encounters. Like, that's huge. Kaylee, if people wanted to hear your thoughts, be entertained by you, or give you money, where would they go? Um, PayPal.com slash Corkovart. Wait, was it? <laughs> PayPal.me slash Corkovart? Uh, dollar sign Corkovart on Cash App. And how do you cash app? Give me money. <laughs> Patreon.com slash Corkovart. Etsy.com slash stores slash Quirk of Art Crafts. Or if you were lying about the giving me money part, that's okay. You can still give me attention, which honestly almost is good at twitter.com slash Quirk of Art XD. XD, well, XD, because you're laughing at my tweets. How funny they are. They are funny. But full of wisdom somehow, too. Your Sephora razor tweet might be my favorite one of Ethan. I worked so hard on that because I <laughs> wanted to get it out as fast as possible. That was a great so Photoshop. Happy. Thank you. Thank you. Whenever I pull out Photoshop to make a meme, it feels like asking a rocket scientist to make a baking soda volcano. <laughs> like, I'm going to use Photoshop <laughs> to, to make this fucking friendship ended meme. Friendship I mean, ended with oh, Sephora. Razor's my best friend now. It's at the time of the night for me where just the same the phrase "rocket scientist making a a paper mache volcano" just destroyed my brain for like like maybe five seconds. You like it? Yeah, you like that? <laughs> You're welcome. Spencer, where can people find you on the internet? Hear from you and learn from you. Uh, you can find me on Miss Nintendeek sixty four on Twitter, Instagram. I wanted to say Facebook, but that's not true. Um. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, or MissNintendeek64.com. You can also follow me as a Halloween club where I promise my episode with Kaylee's coming up. I'm just editing so much stuff right now. I'm so excited. But it should be up either tomorrow or Thursday. The roasting of Emily Rose. Yeah, that's good. The, that's good. the devil made me roast it. 
Yeah. And Zyger, where can people get all your Zyger and Zyger goodness? You can find me at any platform over at Zyger1337. Zyger, I have a quick question. Is Zyger by itself too short to be used as a username most places? Or do you just choose to add the numbers? So on Twitter, it's taken by someone. <gasps> and I want to have consistency across all platforms. Who the so that's fuck why is I... this other Zyger? Is it your I brother? Find this now. Is it your sister? No. No. Is it your dad? I think it's a no, I think it's a guy I went to middle school with. That's impossible. Oh, like, just no text what? him. Find him on Facebook. I I, I can't DM get him. in contact with this person. DM him. The, the worst part is that the Twitter account is inactive. He hasn't tweeted and, since 2009. Yeah. So I'm waiting because uh, I think the rule is on Twitter if the account has been inactive for it's a stupid amount of time. I think it's like 12 years. You can get the account deleted. And then you can take the name of yourself. And then you're going to switch all your social media accounts just to Zyger. That's going to be epic as fuck. That's the current plan. And I may or may not have a couple uh, places already saved. But yeah, for right now, Wait, everywhere... you've gotten just Zyger in a bunch of places? Not a bunch. I think only in like two or three. Oh. I, I don't even remember which ones. Yeah, don't say where. So... Yeah, but I'm not going to say which ones. This, 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 this Zyger Twitter page is so old... That the website said the website it links you to is a MySpace account. Yeah, yeah. it does. <laughs> yeah, he has eleven. He's following eleven people. Has four followers. But yeah, so uh, no one tweet out at the Zagger Twitter account because the way Twitter counts activity, if you tweet at them, it resets the timer. So don't do that. Oh no. Oh, you should get off. <laughs> and my name is Jordan. You can find me on twittercom versified. You can also buy my game, We Should Talk, which is on sale on Nintendo Switch for 30% off right now. Follow me on Twitter. Follow, don't follow me on anything else. I'm Versified everywhere. You can see me. I won't follow you back. I won't engage with you anywhere but Twitter. But uh, buy my game. It was The biggest E3 announcement is that my game is on sale. So buy it. Yo, I should have predicted that We Should Talk should be on sale during E3. That would have gotten me a point. Honestly, yeah. That, 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 <laughs> that, 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 that might have been a gimme that I wasn't going to take advantage of. He's like, I don't want to break your heart, but Twitter updated their policy a few years ago, and now they officially cannot release inactive usernames at this time, unless it is a uh, registered damn. trademark. That you well, own. okay, so I just got to trademark myself. Yeah, that's actually not very difficult. You got to trademark Zyger. Uh You you uh, you have done business under the name Zyger. You're doing Therefore, it right now. This is business right? time. They're business time. Yeah. I got my socks on. You know what time? Twitter it is? lawyers, get ready. I know bird law. This is going to do it for the week 18 patch rollout. Subscribe to, subscribe to future patches on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow the weekly patch at the weekly patch on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Or join the QA process on our Discord server. Comments, questions, bug reports, send them to us at hello at theweeklypatch.com. Links to all of these and more in the episode patch notes below. Week 18 patch.
I always wanted to make the scrum noises. Like I always wanted to be like scrum, scrum, scrum. And I'm like, no, Kaylee, you, you, you put them in in post. But in my heart, I'm always trying really hard not to verbally say. Scrum, 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 scrum. Putting the scrum in in post sounds like a gross sex thing. I know it isn't, but it just sounds <laughs> like a sex thing in my head. I mean, you say that, but I've had a lot of time in quarantine. Oh, full of scrum, full of scrum. See, that sounds gross. It does. And... It's under worse. It's under worse outside than inside again. 